so excited. Tonight on the podcast, we're talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson sticking his damn nose where it doesn't belong. Corey Feldman talking about the Goonies. Mark, a whole lot of Mark Ruffalo running his mouth about spoiling Avengers things like he does. <laughs> uh, what if talking a little bit about Superman and Lois, Mandalorian, Don Sheedle, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and so, so much more as we review the first episode of She-Hulk. Lance, hit that music. It is Friday Night in Phoenix, and you're locked in to the hottest podcast on the planet. The absolute, at least in our minds, I should say. The absolute <laughs> podcast. I meant. I am Lance. As you can see, Max is not here with us today because he has decided to go to a bald and bearded convention in California. So he's out there with all the other uh, bears, um, stoking it up in California. So we send Max your best. We miss you. Um, good luck out there. Make sure to uh, sanitize. And wash your hands when you're getting all oily with the other bald bearded men out there. Lance wasn't invited because his beard just isn't quite there. I yet. was gonna fucking so. say that, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you have to send in like a, a picture of yourself beforehand to get a special invite. And they said I just wasn't manly enough. Yeah, he got invited by his uh his uh, doppelganger Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. So <laughs> he went up there and uh He's at the Bald and Beautiful Bearded Conference. So, what's up, yeah. Joe? Joe's dueling. How's it going? What's up, Eric buddy? Williams? What's going on, Patrick? What's up, my man? Um, your mom, your mom, more first Lopez, Darth Lopez. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> your mom says, like, that sounds like a setup for an episode of CSI. Hartman, <laughs> how's it going? Hope you guys are all having a great Friday. What's I'm going excited on, to talk man? about I'm I'm excited to talk about She-Hulk, dude. Kind of Yeah. Yeah, I I'm really excited to talk about She-Hulk. But what I'm even more excited to talk about is this fucking Manti Teo My documentary wife. that I just Hello, finished. Aaron. Yeah, I watched it on uh I watched it on Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yeah, my heart like broke for this kid, dude. Like I feel so bad for him. Mm. He was supposed to be the stud and he just oh, dude. I don't know. Uh, for the longest time, I thought he was involved with the whole thing, and that documentary completely changed my mind. Well, what's funny to me is like Aaron's never heard of it. Aaron never heard about Mante Teo. So really? she came home. Yeah, she was at her friend's house doing the wedding invitations, and she came home, and I was watching. I was in the second episode because it's only two episodes it's on Netflix. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. So I explained the whole thing to her, and she's like, how do you not know to like – check how do you not know to be like not meet this person you dated this person for three years how do you know you know and i was like it's a different time and he he did his due diligence and it just like just the the web of deceit this person that catfished him laid is amazing 
Like, did you hear him or her? Well, she's uh transsexual now, right? So, mm -hmm. so uh, I don't know what what she goes by, but did you hear her do the girl's voice? Yeah, it's insane, Crazy. insane. It's like a different person, dude. Like, if that person was talking to me on the phone, I would think that that was a chick too. Like, oh, there was yeah, absolutely. absolutely no reason to think that that wasn't legit yeah and then even well, has this person send a picture with like today's date and like a paper on it and all this stuff and the catfish freaking calls the person that oh, that is actually in the photographs that manti teo thinks he's and tells her to do this picture for like a sick kid or something like that and she does it like nothing uh, i just feel bad for that guy dude it just made me completely <laughs> change well, my perception of him and i mean the just like the web of deceit it went to like to be like oh she was in a car accident and pretend to be her brother and call him pretending to be his her brother being like oh he he was she was in a car accident she's yeah. on life support they're saying she's not gonna make it talk to her and to go to the length there to like make him think that She's talking, he's talking to her and breathing and then say his name. And she makes this miraculous recovery only to say she's got cancer and then end up like supposedly dying the same day as his grandmother. And just the whole like web of lies that went on about it. And then to come out of nowhere and yep. be like, Mante, I'm alive. It's me. And, you know, he did his due diligence by saying, all right, send me the picture today's date, my initials, and then doing this. And, she did it, but it was because he fed lies to the girl who was whose picture it was actually that he went to high school with. Yeah, lies to her, and oh, dude, it's just so it's so crazy. If you if you like sports or documentaries or anything like that, you got to check out this Manti Teo documentary on Netflix. It's it's so good, and I and I feel bad because I made fun of the dude when yeah. it happened too, like. I've made Manti Teo's girlfriend jokes constantly. So I've shared memes. I've made jokes about it live on the air. I'm pretty sure. Like, and now I just feel so bad that, and I, I feel bad for him, dude, because he was supposed to be a like top half draft pick. You know what I mean? Gets and loses millions of dollars and gets drafted in the second round all because of the scandal. Like he was a Heisman trophy finalist. Yeah, and loses it to Johnny Manziel, Manziel who's an even bigger Piece train wreck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy's got a few screws loose. But uh, just feel bad for that kid, man. Like <laughs> Hartman says, "What girlfriend?" Boom. <laughs> Too soon. Ish, you know what we're talking about? What's going on, guys? For a second, I, I had no idea, but then you said his name, and I do remember context clues. Manti yeah, that documentary ish is is really good. You should go check it out. It's on Netflix. But yeah, and man, I, that was crazy. And the crazy part is, is so I post when I was watching, and I posted on Facebook. I was like, Manti Teo is just looking for love, and fucking Sam comes out of nowhere. Oh, I know Manti Teo. He went to my church when I lived in South Bend, Indiana, and he's a nice kid. And it's just like, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Sam's Sam, always got to make the story about Sam, him. 
<laughs> huh? Our Sam? Yeah. Richardson, yeah. He, he apparently knows. Always got to be about Sam. They went to the same church. <laughs> He's a superstar. Yes. Your mom says you better not watch it without me, ish. Oh, boy. <laughs> I promise to watch it with oh, your mom. Boy. I like how everyone lived in Indiana, right? I'm just there. <laughs> but yeah, crazy, crazy the stuff. The lap track's back. <laughs> yeah. I like those Netflix documentaries, though, and it's cool that they're yeah. coming out with, with more of them. So, wow. yeah, it's. Uh... Aaron says maybe I, when I was twelve, I had my little internet boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some really good documentaries. I watched the one um, HBO Max has some good ones. Hulu has some good ones, but I watched the one over um, the fundamentalist Mormons that live in like Colorado City or whatever. Uh, Warren Jeffs, that's fucked up too, man. Like that dude is evil incarnate. He builds a temple. And then puts a secret room in the back with a giant, like, king-size bed where he is essentially molesting 12-year-old girls. Yeah. And making other 12-year-old girls, like his wives, watch him do it to these new inductees, (laughs) I guess you could say. Yeah, keep sweet, obey and pray. pray. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the documentary, dude. It is fucked up. Yeah, and then Hartman's talking about the Netflix mockumentary one about the kid who spray-painted the dicks in the high school. Yeah, that's uh, what's that one called? Uh, that guy American Graffiti. No, American a, Graffiti. Oh, is, it's a yeah. that's a movie. Is it American Graffiti? I can't. No, that's a George Lucas movie. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But there's, I mean, the, there's good ones on HBO Max. They've got a good uh, Tony Hawk documentary. They do. Um, yeah, I haven't watched that one. They have a two. They have a really good two-part George Carlin documentary. Also, watch that one. American Vandal is the name. Oh, of that's that. what it is. Ameri- I knew it was American something. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick says no. It's not American Graffiti. Uh, said, your mom says I met Ish on Facebook before I moved to Arizona, so I get behind a little nervous. There might be something off about your internet boyfriend, right? <laughs> well, you hear all the time about people meeting people on like Warcraft and. Like all kinds of crazy shit. So there's entire companies devoted to just meeting other people. Like, uh, uh, shit. I can't think of any of those dating apps. Right? What's the plenty one? of fish? What, uh, or, what's the um, one where you swipe? Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Farmers.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one had the best. Farmer, song. Farmers only. Farmers only. You don't have you to go. be lonely at farmersonly.com. There's also Christians only. There's uh. I've seen quite a few commercials for only something. Only fans. Expand your horizons, people. <laughs> yeah. There's um J Date, uh Bumble, there's all kinds of them. But Grinder, which which Matt is a premium member on Grinder. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> is that what Sir. it's called? Grinder? Yep. It's called yeah. That's funny. On the Modoc show, uh, it was it was Grumbler. Grumbler, so it's like yeah, and it was, and it was run and... by the vi- yeah, it was run by the villain. Modoc had to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled that show, dude. Meaning no, no season two. Yep, it's done. Wow, Dunzo. Um, I thought that show was hilarious. Eh. 
Remind me of like Marvel's version funny. of like Robot Chicken. But <laughs> Stumbling Jedi says Grinder blocked my account. Been lonely for years. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, you you and Aaron met online, Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I did. I was pretty supposed to meet people in the middle of a pandemic. That's true. <laughs> Except we met on Bumble, so the the difference about Bumble is Bumble makes the woman make the first move. So you just swipe right on her if you like her, and then she has to swipe right on you too, and she has to message you first. So it's like if they message you, they're obviously very interested. So that's that seems like an app for a dude that's just looking to be like I don't want to say dominated, but like looking for a woman to take charge. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I love when she dominates me. Yeah, I've met your your fiance <laughs> on several occasions, and she is definitely she definitely wears the pants in that relationship. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> She's not. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I did pass sticks with flying colors. Apparently. Uh, hey, technically, I met you guys online. You did. Yeah, that's true. I met Matt online. Soon it's going to be weird to not have online. I'm right. Matt, I met, or Max, I met him the same way that uh, Step Brothers. He was wearing a band t-shirt for a band that I like. And I said, oh, you like that band? He goes, yep. I said, did we just become best friends? Yep. And it was magic ever since. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not so many dick pics, right, Aaron? Well, Matt she apparently doesn't. still got a plethora of them over her years. So, <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt doesn't like the conversation of Aaron and dick pics. Oh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I thought we had a whole conversation. How you didn't like it? No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I my end of that was don't send your real dick. That's <laughs> basically what it comes down to. No, if you have a choice, a choice send send Brad Pitt's dick. Now, well, I mean, you just you find a random one on Google, so that way, you know, whenever. Oh, I didn't like, know you were black. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you got to be a little bit modest here, and you got to match you know, the skin tone. Yeah. You can do the McMurray measurement in five point five eight inches. I just wanna, I just want to start sending micro penis dick pics out to people and seeing how they react. Be like you like what you see. <laughs> Fucking Hartman. I was in a relationship with someone online. I catfished myself. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's it was yeah, it was a crazy documentary. I, I heard about uh I watched the Pat McAfee show during the day while I'm working, listened to it online, and they were talking about it, and I was like, oh I and I didn't know what it was on, and I was just scrolling through stuff on Netflix on Wednesday night after watching AEW. And it was there, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna watch this." And yeah, it was it was interesting to hear. Like, I felt for the dude. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it on Holmberg's Morning Sickness. They were talking about it because I, I usually send Max's car, and he doesn't have a freaking Bluetooth in it. Stick boy, I usually send uh, uh, Nightwing pictures. That's that's what Richard Grayson pictures. But. There's no way Pat doesn't at least microdose can- cocaine. 
Oh man, Pat talks like I chat. <laughs> he might, dude. He always talks about taking vitamins and and hitting the the, the vape pen. So, you know, he who to each his own, man. He's a character, though. Yeah, Joe Rogan's even pushing pills, dude. Yeah, like every other video on TikTok is him talking about like this brain pill or something. But, but, all right. <laughs> Joe says you think an NFL prospect could crush plenty of strange on campus, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and he's a fish out of water because he's a he's a Mormon kid going to a, a Catholic college, so it's it is it's a total culture shock for him. Plus, he's Polynesian, so it's just like a total and complete culture shock. Yeah, Polynesian in the the Catholic like epicenter of the country. Yeah. You know, no, Notre Dame is probably just like hub Catholic hub number two outside of like Rome, right? Wouldn't you say like Notre Dame is like that place? Like, <laughs> plenty of strange should be a new dating site, right? But <laughs> sticks as conflict of interest. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just all the it's just crazy. You got to remember this happened what two thousand thirteen. Yeah, 12, no, 12, yeah. So it was a different, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it is, and it was a different time where, that he, I, like I said, he did his due diligence. He, they friend requested a bunch of his friends too. He talked to a bunch of his his own cousin, and he's like, yeah, I've talked to her, da, 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 not knowing that was only online. And then he's even he even had conversations with another guy she was in an online relationship with. So he did like his due diligence and tried to like, check at every step of the way when you felt like something wasn't right but he just he still got smashed with it so how is that not like fraud how is that not a prosecutable offense oh i'm sure it is well the, i mean that person i don't think that person's ever had charges put on it's on identity him. theft essentially you're it is identity theft because you're pretending to be somebody else and you're yeah, using they, this girl's information to do it but catfishing should be like catfishing should be a prosecutable offense in my opinion but i mean they made that whole mtv show on it i don't know any of those people that have been prosecuted and maybe it's only if money is exchanged well and as entertaining as that show is it glorified catfishing because now people just do it to try to get on tv yeah you know you know what really bummed me out about that show is so each one of those cases that they, that they take on that show, the producers and stuff have already solved it. Yeah. And then they have Max and what's his name? It's not Neo. Ne- um, Neve. Neve. They have Max and Neve go and like basically resolve the case after the producers have already solved it. Yeah. So it's really not that authentic, you know? Well, I mean, it's MTV. What, are, what on MTV is really that authentic? Jackass. Well... jackass may be the most authentic piece of media ever released i would say no my buddy i have a buddy um who i won't name on here but he is a he's a, a dude and he catfished other dudes on league of legends and pretending to be a girl to get thousands of dollars in in game stuff out of them Oh wow! So, that's genius. But 
Your mom says, I worked with a chick back in the day that would catfish dudes in her free time. She would take her false teeth out when she met them at an airport and laugh when they freaked out. I miss her. LOL. <laughs> but that's hilarious. <laughs> God, there's a show that I was watching. God, what show was that? There was a dude was on a that show. 90 day fiance show who had that girlfriend in the Ukraine and they mm-hmm. chatted on a pay chat site for like a decade and he'd even go to the ukraine and she'd always have an excuse not to meet him but like literally after he's like flown there and stuff i don't know if you ever saw that one that one was bonkers isn't there like a site where you can actually like buy a ukrainian wife or like russian mail order brides yeah sure that's a real thing right so why would you go through decades yeah cheaters was the best reality show it's the first one to do it actually got stabbed did someone get stabbed on that? The host gets stabbed. There's an episode where the host gets Joey stabbed Greco. on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> really? Literally gets stabbed on a boat. Yeah. There's a TikTok guy that that he's like a private investigator. All he does is like investigate infidelity. And his TikTok videos are fascinating. Or it's kind of like it reminded me of cheaters. I didn't know that guy got stabbed, though. That's crazy. Yeah. I bet you could probably find it on YouTube. You know who I'm surprised never got attacked is the dude from uh, To Catch a Predator. Well, he's kind of went into obscurity now where he's chasing down YouTube influencers and shit now. So content oh, creators. So yeah. Chris uh God, what the fuck is his name? Chris, Chris uh, Evans. Ev- no, it's not Evans. <laughs> I almost had you for a second. <laughs> oh, I can't think of his yeah. last name now. It's Chris Hemsworth. No um, Chris Hansen. Hansen, thank you. Ish. Jesus Christ. Chris Pratt. That's it. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and have a seat? Have a seat right here. <laughs> why why are you here to meet this 12-year-old girl? I didn't know she was 12. I have your messages right here. <laughs> you said I'm about to cover you with glue from my cum gun. Someone got rappered? <laughs> is Hartman is that when trying you're, to say is that when got you're raped? raped by a rap you're raped by a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> plenty of live, plenty of available women at the assisted living complex. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if uh, if you watch the tax show or on Renovision on Wednesday night, you found out that Corbin seems to be quite the uh, cougar bait. So, them them older ladies like Corbin. So really good for him. He has a yeah. niche. Why do you have niche. pizza, condoms, and wine coolers? <laughs> uh but all right, what do you say we get this show on the road and we hop in to a little bit of geek news? I love it. Yes, I fucking love it. And on the docket tonight. For geek news, first up, I had to do it because it's turtles related. Uh oh. Uh oh, indeed. I'm going to go off on a tangent. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, Tim and T co creator Kevin Eastman explains why the first turtles film will always be the best. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co creator Kevin Eastman explains 
that the 1990 live action movie will always be the best TMNT film adaptation. In an interview with CBR, Eastman was asked why he thought 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had become such a beloved classic film, fran- uh, f- uh, film franchise. The su- he said the success of what the uh, directors and writers did and Jim Hansen's creative shop who brought it to life. Um, the driving force really read and uh, read and loved the original black and white comics. And he, the director completely understood the animated version of the turtles. The team and T co-creator explained he came up with that perfect blend of both worlds, adapting both visions so that you had a movie that has since never been replicated properly, which is unfortunate. He came up with that perfect balance of a story written with heart and soul and wasn't insulting to the adults that had to sit through it. The original comic book fans, the original black and white comic book fans who were old fans, so they didn't really embrace the kids' version of the Turtles. So when you watch that movie, you could see your Turtles, if you will, and the kids could see the antics and the humor and all the stuff from the cartoon series. He is absolutely 100% right. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And probably the second best movie that did that was the second, the one that followed this. Seeker of the Use. Yeah. And then everything else since then has been absolute shit. I like that, you know, Corey Feldman went from playing Donatello in the first one to being like, I'm too big for this and leaving in the second one and then coming back in the third because he realized that he has no career anymore. Nobody cared about him anymore. And the so. third one sucks ass. Max loves it though. It's a guilty pleasure. I can I can watch it. The third one could have been so awesome. They really they dropped the ball on an awesome idea. I hated that they changed the suits. Like they looked like leaner, like more teenagery. They added more like f- more like freckles to them. Like yeah, the, like the black spots. I want to say, but this is this this was <laughs> perfect though. This iteration right here. Yes. Uh, Joe's Doolin said he got too old for MJ for Michael J- Jackson. So I would say in. my, oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his sugar daddy. Um, my only beef with the second one is what is it, Raja and Tojar or whatever? Uh, Toko and Razor. Yeah, they should have been. That should have been Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, I agree. but apparently, like somebody. It was supposed to be Bebop and Rocksteady, but they had to change it for some reason. I don't remember what I read. It was years ago, but <clears throat> something about the studio wouldn't let them do it or something. I don't know what it was, but it should have been Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Your mom says they should have sent <laughs> Vanilla Ice to Feudal Japan. That was a badass. Hartman says they couldn't legally. Yeah, it was some like it was some leg- legality or something like that, but. Uh, I don't know. That's my only beef with. I mean, I like Toka and Razor for, for what they are. But, but just knowing that they were a cheap placement for Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. I mean, that's Ish, kinda... did you know that Kevin Nash, the wrestler Kevin Nash, is a uh, Super Shredder? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy Diesel himself is He's in the costume, huh? Yep, he is Super Shredder. How do you that? Your mom knew that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> she did. <laughs> we know who the smart one is in that relationship. <laughs> Hartman says when they ate donuts, it was a I love you, Ish. <laughs> yeah, Jose Conseco bat. Tell me, lines. you didn't pay for that. 
<laughs> cricket. Um, you got to understand. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand <laughs> cricket. <laughs> Love that movie. I need to watch that one with my boys. I don't think they've seen it. Oh, but that, but he's, but he's absolutely right. Like that movie took the r- most ridiculous idea of mutant giant ninja turtles and put heart in that movie, and that hasn't been replicated ever mm-hmm. since. You know, like it, it just in the second one, like it, it did a pretty decent job, but it did it didn't match this this the first one. You know, that first iteration. But the the first one feels like an actual like movie for grownups, doesn't it? Yeah. And then they just got all silly, and they they went too far into the silly with future ones. You're being called out, Lance. You sexy oh, pig. I already no. I I've tried. I've tried to watch some of these things with my girls. No interest. Any comic book movies? I even tried to watch She Hulk with the girls the other day. No interest. They do not want it. Maybe My daughter and I garbage pill kids movie with them. Oh, that's one I forgot about too. That's an old you should one. Watch yeah, Mac like and that one. That movie watch is Mac insane. and me with him. Pat Every McAfee. time I think, no Mac and me. You don't. Uh, you don't know Mac and me. Yeah, yeah, I do know Mac and me. I thought you said McAfee. No, Mac and me, dude. That movie's great. Yeah, when that that's little a, kid when that little kid goes off the cliff every time in the wheelchair, I like crack up laughing. That, that's a long running Paul Rudd and Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. bit. Paul Rudd would always but. come in and and talk about his new movie, and it'd be like, "Oh, well, I brought a clip for you guys to show," and it was always the same clip from Mac and Me for like twenty years. Paul Rudd did this to Conan O'Brien. It's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think Kevin Eastman did, like you said, nailed it on the head because it's even true today as adults like this movie is the most rewatchable of the three like i'll watch the secret of the use and I'm, i was like i don't remember it being this cringy and there's times where i'm like well it's really cringy it's pretty bad but like the first one just it's it's so good man i, I really have high hopes for seth rogan's adaptation i i mean i do too but i don't I also it's animated, so I want another live action one with the the Hanson puppets like done right. I don't want the you know um, what's his name all overgrown and ridiculous looking Raphael. turtles. No, I'm trying to think of the director that did them. Um, oh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah, I don't yeah, want I'm his overgrown guy. like ridiculous Goomba looking turtles. I want. I want these ones, but oh, Donatello's a nerd, so he should have glasses. Fuck that, or goggles. Michelangelo's a kind of a surfer dude, so we're gonna put puka shell necklace on him. Fuck that, <laughs> that guy sucks. I mean, they did put a pair of Hawaiian shorts on him in the in the third movie. Like, uh, fucking Michelangelo, he has like a pair of like aviator sunglasses hanging from his from his neckline. I don't even I don't remember what they're hanging on. Aviator sunglasses that, mind you, he never wears and are way too small for his big fat head. Like, so it just doesn't make any fucking sense. But the most egregious thing, see, we're going off on a tangent. I'm going off on a tangent. The most egregious thing is the nostrils. Who thought that that was a good idea? Yeah. And Megan Fox is that April O'Neil was just really dumb. Well, and to change the origin of the turtles, too, it just... There were a science experiment. 
Yeah. And that she like grew up with him or something. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. But. Fuck Michael Bay, dude. But uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is in the news this week because he stuck his nose where it didn't belong. Once again, trying to take on DC Comics and everyone's <laughs> favorite caved crusader. Uh, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson took to Twitter to share uh, his inconsistencies and flaws in the iconic bat symbol, saying, Just occurred to me, the famous bat signal that summons Batman's crime-fighting skills works only on cloudy nights and never in the daytime. Seems to me a bat emoji sent to Bruce Wayne's smartphone or even an old-fashioned beeper would, imp- would improve on this. Don't you know that he has a secret identity? <laughs> you, the reader, know he's Bruce Wayne, but the people in that world don't know he's Bruce Wayne. That defeats the purpose of having a secret identity if he's going to be like, oh, yeah, here, sure. Here's my cell phone yeah, number. here's my number. Shoot me a text. Just shoot me a text or Let's shoot me do an emoji. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the am the you know the just keeping it unknown of it all by shooting a single beam of light in the air with a bat symbol and he shows up. But like, Adam West did have a red phone. Yeah, that's fine, but and that was a landline. That's a lot easier yeah. to trace. Yeah, that was only to Commissioner <laughs> Gordon, and he didn't know who's where where the other end was. Didn't the mayor have one too? Yeah, maybe. I thought the mayor had one. But that's so what if that Batman calls. He calls Verizon in his Batman voice, and he tries to convince them. He's like, I'd like to, to open a... an account, but just as Batman, no address. Yeah, I'd like to sign a two-year contract. <laughs> yeah, that way I can get an alert. It's crime do you, alert. Do you have the, no, the new iPhone in stock? This is Batman. <laughs> but it just goes to show, too, that he doesn't understand. Data, why please. Batman... Is at night he fights crime at night, so why would he need a bat symbol during the day? Like he's not it. Yeah, he ain't fighting no. Right. Yeah, he's the dark. He's night. a bat. He's, he's nocturnal. Yeah. Bats are nocturnal. They do during not the day. Even... He's, he's billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne who's out there doing fighting that front. And at night he's busting well, skulls. Except if he's Batman. Robert Pattinson, but because there's really no Bruce Wayne there. Leave the daytime crime fighting to Superman. We'll just do a shift change at night. Yeah, Batman sleeps in the day, Clark Kent sleeps at night. They just you know punch in the time clock in the yeah. Hall of Justice. Oh, and it's like a rotation. Oh, you're you're covering Gotham this week, there, Green Arrow, and I got next week Green Lantern, and you know, yeah, they they post their schedule on Mondays. The manager yeah. posts it every monday wednesday and friday the streets are patrolled by Mash- martian Mar- manhunter and then the, f- the flash said, hey and- i couldn't work on monday i was going to the justice league uh super yeah. friends hall or just hall of justice that's what it's called yeah i went to go see the wonder twins two man or two person play can't be there <laughs> but- i think batman should just fight crime through social media <laughs> right just, just the Twitter, just tweet. enough of it. Don't do He's that. He's a keyboard warrior now. Yes. <laughs> no, not even social justice. He's just a keyboard warrior. Batman fights crime behind the keyboard. He, can, he types out vengeance. I was watching then, Fox News today and I was triggered. <laughs> and then tells you about what he does to your mom while you play Call of Duty. <laughs> but. Oh, man. 
Just, just stay in your lane, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We don't go into astrophysics and tell you how things work, and you don't need to sit there. I think you have bigger problems to solve, making sure that a supposed meteor doesn't crash into the planet in seven years instead of worrying about Batman's bat signal. Now, if Elon Musk us... came out and said this, will we all listen? No, I would call him an idiot for it, too. <laughs> Elon Musk said, I have developed a battery that could keep the bat signal running all day <laughs> and power all of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, what? Elon, tell us more. Please, Mr. Musk, may I have another? <laughs> Joe's Doolin says, anytime headline reads, insert celebrity, took to Twitter, you know it's a shit show. <laughs> Just stay yes. in the lane, man. But What's next? Moving on, oh, we got Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman news as he was asked about a Goonies possible remake. He said, let's hope not. Those remakes, they ruin everything. Feldman believes a true follow-up to the Goonies should be less like 2016's Ghostbusters reboot and more like this year's worldwide smash hit sequel, Top Gun Maverick. You mean a sequel? You don't want to make a remake because that's where they did it with the Ghostbusters, with the girls. No, 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 Feldman continued. You want it to be like Top Gun sequel, right? They did it right with Top Gun. You know, Top Gun was a great movie, but I get really annoyed when people overlooked how awesome Ghostbusters Afterlife was. Yeah, That was the first one that did it right, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, it's not getting the like worldwide... Well, because of when it came out, I think. I think it's I think that's more due to, to when it came out. You know. Well, and Ghostbusters has a different fan base than like than I Top feel like Gun. Ghostbusters doesn't cross all genre lines like Top Gun does. Yeah, maybe. So Top Gun, it's it's really it's really interesting how well Top Gun did when it deals with like mostly like patriotic themes and those movies for a long time, ha- like for the last couple of years have not done as well. Like Top Gun has very patriotic, like pro military type themes in it. And it did so well, uh, but maybe then you people have... were just starving for something like that because they've been getting the complete opposite. Well, it, but like there's stuff that comes out that, that people like terminal list for instance, get shit on. Eric Williamson says, so it doesn't cross the streams, but <laughs> like terminal list, which is very like kind of a patriotic setting, like people liked it, but it also got pretty eviscerated online for being, they thought it was like praising these ideolog- ideologies that, that a lot of people don't agree with. Does that make sense? So something people didn't agree with made them upset. Yeah. Welcome to, our, top welcome Gun, to our world. Top Gun has a lot of the same themes, but yeah, welcome it, to it Friday the internet. in 2022. I'm sure someone will be outraged about something in the next five minutes. My, kid, my kids watched Goonies maybe a month ago, and they loved it. And th- this is my boys and my girl. Well, my oldest, my two younger ones, they... They don't like anything unless it's a cartoon. But uh, my three oldest kids loved it. I, I like that movie. I thought Uncharted was a blatant ripoff of the Goonies. Like, they even find a ship, like, in a cave underground. 
I love the Goonies when I was a kid. I saw it so many times. And then I watched it a couple years ago. And that's one movie that I loved as a kid that didn't I felt didn't really hold up for me. I didn't get the same joy, let's say, as I as How I can did you not revisiting smile? other How can you not smile when you see the truffle shuffle? It's not that I think the Goonies is one of those movies that it's it hits different as an adult because when you're watching as a kid you see yourself in those kids. You want to have yeah. those adventures. Like you've had those adventures a million times in your imagination. And then as an adult, when the shoes on the other foot, you kind of see it like the parents perspective and everything. And you know, you don't, you don't have, you're not watching it through that wide eye mysticism that you have as a child. Well, how this is, is that not necessarily like the best made movie? Yeah. How you is know? that different than like, why do we have that affinity then for like stranger things? I think because Stranger Things reminds you of that. It's not like you, you. So Stranger Things is reminding you of that through nostalgia. It's not in your face. Like you're not experiencing it from the same lens. You're you're experiencing Stranger Things as an adult looking back on it. On, on your adolescence. You know, yeah, your adolescence and things that were you did at that time. Whereas Goonies, most of the kids today, or most of the adults today saw Goonies as kids. So you were watching it through the the spectacle of of movie magic and your imagination of having those same type of Goonies adventures, you know? It's it's just, it I hits suppose. different. I suppose. When I was watching Stranger Things, though, I got, like, the especially the first season, I was like, oh, this is like a more adult Sean version got Goonies. fat and Chunk got skinny. Yeah. I would and like Corey to see... Feldman got crazy. I would like to see a sequel. He just was here in Phoenix the other day. Corey Feldman? Yeah. He played a show at the Marquee. Oh, I'm betting all of two people went. Yeah, I don't know. I just know he was at the Marquee. I saw it on Twitter. No, I don't think it needs to... I don't know. How are you going to do a sequel? Like... You're gonna do it about their kids, like it just yeah. It would have to be gonna like have next the, generation. Yeah, you're gonna have the same adventures as as adults, where they're gonna go looking for One Eye Willie's secret treasure treasure part two. Like Sean Ashton's character is gonna get a secret letter in the mail that says there was another treasure. Slot, love One Eye Willie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Or I I don't know. I mean, they've been trying to make a sequel for years. There was supposed to be a TV show coming out, and the um, Disney acquisition of Fox kind of squashed that. Like they were already in like pre-production and stuff. <laughs> that was a good joke yeah. I made. They can make a sequel. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I'm not. I don't really care enough. about the Goonies, but I can see them making a sequel and making it work. There's, there's gonna be something that's gonna. You'd have to appeal to a new generation, and then the parents yeah. will take the kids because the parents will want the nostalgia, and then the kids will get some adventure story. There, there's gonna be something that's gonna try to read or like duplicate this Top Gun success. That we've seen. <laughs> the Top Gun. Well, I don't know about that. I remember when I saw the Goonies, it appealed to my my Indiana Jones fandom. Goonies right? too. The search. So I'd seen song, like Sean Raiders Ashton and Temple, and I love those movies so much that Goonies felt like, what if we were kids and we got into an Indiana Jones type yeah. situation? Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like the ultimate the Jones. fan film for Indiana Jones fans, and even yeah, yeah even has short round in it. I I just don't think Go- like with shows like Stranger Things out there right now, 
I don't think Goonies lives up because like Stranger Things is like the modern day Goonies. It's like the ultimate Goonies trip. Like, how are you gonna outdo Stranger Things with a Goonies movie? It it just feels lost now. Yeah, um, kind of like Stranger Things is taking that thunder. No time for Goonies, Dr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, it does. It just feels like Stranger Things is the modern day Goonies and you can't really I I feel like any I I gr- begrudgingly agree with him that making a remaking Goonies today wouldn't work. But I think even making a sequel to it doesn't work. If they just made one movie and not a series or anything. Yeah, it's just a different. They just need to make it gritty. Um, Like if they, I don't know. I I think it could work. I want it. What studio is this? What platform would this be on, let's say? This would be Disney. Disney owns this now, right? Is it Disney? Okay. Because it was Fox, right? So now Disney owns it? Yes, Joe. they They should just let some movies be. That's why... Back to the Future will never get remade as long as well, the original creator is alive. Yeah, the, everybody involved with that that movie said absolutely not. Even though they right. made an animated TV series, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hartman, they should do the groanies. Uh, but What's Goonies can never say die, but they oh, don't need ahead. to be remade. Coming up next, we finally got that long-awaited CW sale. The CW has officially been sold to Nexstar, mar- marking the end of an era for network television. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed that the deal between the network's co-owners, Warner Brothers TV and CBS Studios, has been made with a Texas-based media conglomerate. According to the agreement, 75% of the network stake will go to Nexstar, while the original partner companies, Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount, will retain 12.5% each. Original shows are uh, still being produced on the CW, notably the upcoming Supernatural and Walker prequels, uh, the Winchesters and Walker Independence. The network CEO um, will retain his current position. Uh, That Winchester's trailer dropped. It looks fucking awesome. I figured you would be all about that. Yep. Trying to see next star. Like, don't they have other channels uh i don't know who else are networks they're with but that they own they own wgn okay which i didn't know was still a thing rewind tv and antenna tv which those two things i never even heard of yeah so this is their first foray into getting something with like name recognition on it We'll see how 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 they change it going forward, but that was why they were uh, selling off and ending a bunch of shows. Joe's well, Dylan said Supernatural TV. was the best thing the CW ever did. <laughs> I Hartman like says, Smallville. Next star tricks old people into thinking they can sing. Well, you got to remember. Well, I guess it was when it was the wb but they had buffy smallville supernatural and they have some other good ones too or was that it is that like their three claim to fame well i mean now they've had arrow riverdale riverdale and all american and um charm uh, was 
was charmed Charmed no charm was tnt wasn't it no reruns were on tnt 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 roswell yeah roswell yeah i like the new i like the new roswell but i like the original too they had all kinds of shows uh i remember in the early 2000s that were pretty pretty popular that i can't think of the names of right now i know that there was some show where, where it was like the dude grew up to be the president, but he was telling a story about when he was a kid and his brother and all kinds of stuff. And uh, they had uh, One Tree Hill was on CW. So they had a lot of good. Or, or, wasn't Dawson's Creek CW too? I want to say that that was before it was CW. Before, because remember, it, CW, it was something else before CW, but it was WB. But then yeah. Paramount. The Jamie Foxx show, Mr. Cooper, Wayne's Bros. I want to say all that was Warner Brothers. Yeah, before saying it was WB. Yeah, and then if you remember out here in Arizona, it was called UPN. You remember UPN? It was like Channel 45 or something. Mm -hmm. Paramount owned UPN, and then Paramount sold that. Voyager was on UPN. Yeah, they brought all their stuff over to the CW, and it created like like a joint... A joint channel between the two but they've had some um duds though too apparently everybody hates chris with cw that was hey, a big one yeah i've never watched any of the vampire diaries mentioned i'll just throw that in there you never watched buffy no they had the hundred i zombie um Jane the Virgin. Oh, Reaper. Reaper was fucking Reaper. Awesome. Did you guys watch Reaper? Uh, no. I've never even heard of it. Reaper. It was only two seasons, but it's Tyler Labine. Dude, that show was fucking awesome. I probably watched that show in completion at least three or four times. Um, Seventh Heaven. Yeah, that was that was huge. Seventh Heaven was a big one. Gilmore Girls, Gossip Girl. The 100 was huge. Um, Nikita, One Tree Hill, Privileged Reaper. Jane the Virgin. Yeah, I said that one. Oh, did you? Crazy yeah. Ex-Girlfriend was like Emmy nominated. Veronica Mars. Um, yeah. Veronica Mars was big. I mean, they even came back and did like a whole nother season and a movie like 10 Reba. years after it ended. So basically the CW ended. was a more entertaining version of the Lifetime Network from the sounds of it. Yeah, CW never had the viewership that any of the, like the big like CBS, Fox, NBC, and ABC had. Like it was dwarfed in comparison. Uh but it didn't really go after those large audiences either. Like it went for, you know, like well, Matt if they if they went for a female into, audience, that's the largest TV audience there is. It wasn't a female audience, so they went for more adolescent audience. So a lot like of those shows Matt, sound pretty female oriented. I don't know the females. Their big I know thing you is didn't, like teenagers. You didn't want to show up to school the next day if you missed a new episode of Dawson's Creek can talk about the dawson buffy the vampire slayer was everybody talked about that when i was like in seventh grade that was sister, huge they had sister sister apparently no Angel. sister 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 was on tgif on abc 
And they had brotherly love uh, with the Lawrence brothers. Sister Sister played with uh, Boy Meets World, I remember, when I was a kid on on Fridays. On ABC, yeah, but I'm looking at says WBCW shows, so I made a syndication, Ray Runs. Like, Baby Blues was a good show. That was, a, yeah. that was an animated comedy. Then the Oblongs, that's another good one. Everwood. I liked Everwood, but that was mostly because of uh, What's-Her-Face was in it. Felicity. Felicity was a big one. Dawson's Creek is probably one of the biggest ones they've ever had. Probably, yeah. Dawson's Creek was huge, but Buffy was huge. I mean, it spawned a spinoff. And mm-hmm. Supernatural, Supernatural was, I mean, Supernatural. Blossom the, was NBC, Hartman. Yeah. A lot of this stuff you guys are thinking of is because CW had the reruns. Sister, Sister, Smart Guy, Blossom. Um, a lot of that. Whose line is it anyway? A lot of that was from ABC well, no, it was NBC. An, whose line is it, is it anyway? It wasn't a rerun. It was a. A revive a room. They a did. Revisor. They did have the reboot with Aisha Taylor, yeah. Tyler, but they also they did show reruns at the Drew Carey. Yeah. One. yeah, for many years they had reruns, reruns of the Drew Carey one before the Aisha Tyler one ever came out. But moving on here, sticking with the CW, uh, per Variety, actor Jordan Eslis, who portrayed Jonathan Kent and Superman and Lois first two seasons, had opted to step away from the DC television sh- series. As such, the role will be recast for season three, which is expected to premiere on the CW in 2023. He walked away for personal reasons. Um, when the story first came out, they had said that he was like showing up late to set, so they just gave him dust boot. Um, but apparently, it's he's choosing to leave due to personal reasons that he's not disclosing at this time, and it's not related uh, and related to or a result of workplace related issues. So. I liked him, but I'm glad if somebody had to left leave, it's him and not the brother that's on the show. I really like the brother. You neither of you have watched this, right? I watched the f- pilot episode and that's it. It's a good show, man. Like it's like Max always goes on and on about how much he loves Ma- man of steel. This to me feels like a more true adaptation of Superman. At least I don't know. It feels more um true to the the character than probably anything else i've ever seen besides maybe the christopher reeves movies all i know is i hate superman and so i gave my time to superman in smallville and i'm i'm good i don't need you say you hate superman just i did say i hate superman oh boy i like superman I, i will ignore that lance to your point though i haven't seen the show but um at the shop bill bill ponsetti old school DC fan, he agrees with you and feels that this is a really good portrayal of Superman. Yes. And so when, when he says that, that holds a lot of weight. So, it's, you know, he's a fan of the you show. You should check it out, Ish. It's on it's on HBO Max. I don't know if yeah, you have it. I just, I just, I, this, I have so many shows to check out. It'll just be added to a list, a huge giant queue of shows I'll probably will never get to. What's nice about this one, it's only two seasons and I think the seasons are pretty short, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think there's only maybe like 30 episodes, maybe 20 episodes of this show. So it's not a huge undertaking. Yeah. Ish. I hate Superman. Uh, I, I don't even I, have a retort for that. I, I hate like Superman. Superman. 
<laughs> I like Superman for but I kind of hold him in the same regard as like Captain Marvel and I hate Captain Marvel but mainly because Superman actually has like a weakness and in the it's movie, the same I mean Captain how many Marvel subscribers did we just lose with that statement you I think spent gained, five minutes talking about Dawson's Creek and then you I think say gained, I hate Superman and it's like <laughs> what fucking podcast did I stumble into here <laughs> we get we gained we literally gained one because yeah, i said i hate you gained Superman. a cw viewer who's <laughs> like "Ooh, i love dawson's creek um i don't know i the new show i like the new show a lot they they get into bizarro on the second season See, even, i really enjoyed that even your mom says superman is pretty boring look, look this ah, this ah, amazing massive powerhouse of a man who has the power to have all the powers. His only weakness is a goddamn glowing green rock that it's supposed to be, that's from his home world of Krypton that got blown up. That's supposed to be so hard to get, but yet every asshole and their brother can get some <laughs> to, to, to take him out. It just, you know, I, I don't know. He's There's not 31 seen. episodes of Superman and Lois ish. That's not as bad as other TV shows. So you hate Superman because there's just way too much kryptonite on Earth. I hate Superman because he's a he's just a, a joke of a character. Like I don't I don't you know. You got to remember just, when he was made, though. Oh, I like, know when he was made. I get it, but yeah, like even to this day, he still is this like Boy Scout that can do no wrong. That I just. I don't know. I just don't. I don't like. He's OP, man. He's OP, but not OP at the same time because he can get shit on by a glowing green rock. At least he has a weakness. Captain Marvel, nothing's her weakness except her arrogance. Or, you know, Rogue, another mutant taking her out. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I like this show. It's one of my. It's one of the shows I look forward to, you know, watching. Um, my wife likes this show, which is crazy because she doesn't watch any superhero properties, really, except for the ones that I drag her along to the movie theater with. Um, and she actually likes this one. Exactly, uh, your mom. Superman is just so blah. Plain bread toast. Like plain, plain wheat bread. Like, like white rice with nothing on it. Like just how is that plain oatmeal? America, though, plain oatmeal, man. How is that different? Superman is healthy for you. It's good for you. No, eat your vegetables. (laughs) Because Captain America at least stood up against the system when he saw that he needed to. Like that, the whole he didn't agree with the the whole superhero registration act and. You know, he at least fought against the system. He literally fought for what he felt was right and just, not just going along with the system. Well, a man of steel at the end, he kind of declares himself like tyrant of the earth when he meets the military and he goes, it's and all you, my you terms know, from now on. So it's basically, you just became he's got overlord. His, he's got his best friend and butt buddy, Jimmy Olsen. And he, nobody knows that, you you know, you put on some glasses and you're fooled into believe not knowing that Clark Kent is Superman, and you know 
Lois Lane doesn't even know until he reveals it to her. And it's just ridiculous, dude. The whole concept is just ridiculous. all I know. All I know is that Red Sun may be one of the best books I've ever read. I love that book. I've I'm not a huge comic reader, and I've read that book at least three times. I love that book. And then they came out with the animated movie, and it sucked. Yes, your mom, Jimmy Olsen, is useless. (laughs) What's the next headline? But next up, during a fan expo, Superman. (laughs) Yep, during a fan expo in Boston, panel, you and McGregor opened up about the series' long development in the Obi Wan series and how it evolved from a movie into a streaming series. It was, he says, it was going to be a story about me and Luke. McGregor said when asked about the development of the story, it was always going to be that. And that was the one genius moment where everyone went, oh wait a minute, and then changed it. So it was like, going to be a, a cool movie, and instead they made a lame series. I like the series, man. Compared to Boba Fett, it was a masterpiece. <laughs> the both were bad. Boba That's Fett. what I felt while watching this. I was like, this should have been a movie. And now that a movie with Luke central hero of the story yeah but even then it would still change a new hope when she's asked about ben kenobi and he's like oh the dude who wanders the desert that's true so. i don't know i liked it but i i may be in the minority should have just been a movie about obi-wan well how about that no kids i i think that would have been better yes I I liked it for what it was, Lance, but like I don't. There was issues I had with the continuity with it. They sewn up at the end of it, but see, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I don't care. Like for the sheer entertainment value, I thought it was entertaining. I I don't care about the plot holes and stuff like that. Like it just, I'm too dumb to even even like notice them until we were on the show and you guys were pointing them out. It would have been. It would have been a better movie if it was just like Vader and the Empire hunting him and yes. him being on the run and like him having to go undercover in his spot constantly getting blown up and like a chess game of a movie versus what it became versus like got to save your mom puts the... it running around with a punchable little girl. Yes. I love that little girl. <laughs> I wanted to fucking football punt her into another stadium. I loved her. Just pick I her thought up and kick awesome. her right out of the series. I thought she was awesome. Fun. The, he should have made an Obi-Wan finally gets laid movie. Yeah. <laughs> she should have we should have saved that comment for when we get into our She-Hulk discussion. <laughs> right. That would have been a nice segue. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Moving on, st- sticking in the Star Wars universe, legendary actor and Emmy winner Christopher Lloyd appears to have been broken in silence about his Star Wars debut and the Mandal- Mandalorian season 3. While attending a Q&A panel at Fanboy Expo in Louisville, the stars best known as Doc Emmett Brown in the Back to the Future trilogy um, was asked by the moderator about his involvement in the further adventures of Din Darjin, I can't say that, Pedro Pascal, and Grogu. Wait, you skipped the Star Trek part. I did. I did it on purpose. I just realized that. You (laughs) you paused. You skipped absolutely. All right, continue. I'm annoyed now. Superman, Star Trek. Star Trek, the search for Spock. All over me. (laughs) His response was just as mysterious as his undisclosed character. He said, we're all sworn to secrecy. 
Uh, I don't know. So I think I hope he appears as Doc Brown in, in Star Wars, and he's just like Great Scott, and gets in the in the the time machine and flies off again. But yeah, I skipped over the Star Trek one on purpose because I feel like speaking the name of Star War uh, Star Trek while in a story about Star Wars is just blasphemy. Well, Christopher Lloyd has said his favorite role was playing Krug the Klingon in Star Trek Three, and he's magnificent in it. I love Christopher Lloyd. But he he is like one of the best. Did you guys watch Nobody with him and uh, Bob Odenkirk? No. He's like one of the best parts of that movie. He's like eighty years old with a shotgun, just blowing people's heads off. It's fucking awesome. Reverend know, Jim man. and Taxi. You've seen the show Taxi. He was amazing yeah. as Reverend Jim. My favorite Martian. I showed that one to the kids the other day because Disney Plus brings out all these like cheesy 90s live action movies that we watched as kids. My kids loved that movie. Heavyweights. Heavyweights is the best Disney movie. He was the villain in Dennis the Menace, too. Was, was he? The homeless what? dude, yeah. With Walter Matthau? Yeah. Hmm. Like the movie, Dennis the Menace? Yeah. He was in that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I believe you. I think we should have a drinking game of how many times we can we can uh, piss Ish off. Superman <laughs> sucks. Skipping over Star Trek. <laughs> He's the only person on planet Earth. Just mention Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'll have to just mention Obi-Wan every couple minutes and we're, we'll be fucking wasted. Or we'll talk about how he ha- is the one lone voice that's saying Prey sucked. <laughs> uh, coming up next, Mark Ruffalo, the man who along with Tom Holland just can't seem to keep a secret, has hinted that Avengers Secret Wars will be an explosive collision of the multiverse saga. Conclusion. Or, sorry, yes, conclusion. Whatever. Collision. I like collision better. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly and the at the premiere of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Ruffalo was asked how Secret Wars would compare to 2019 Avengers Endgame. He stated, well, it's going to be hard to top Endgame, but if I know Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, and if I know Marvel, it's going to be pretty amazing, the actor revealed. It'll be a big bang. We'll go out with a big bang. Ruffalo, who portrays Bruce Banner, the Hulk, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also addressed rumors that a World War Hulk movie was in development, stating anytime they want to do it, I'm here. I would love a World War Hulk movie. We basically already got it, though, in a lot of sense in Ragnarok. Like, Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Do we need to revisit that? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, one I'm of those here things for where it, they'll but... use it in name only, like Civil War. Maybe call it civil war and then be completely different than what civil war actually was uh maybe i don't know eric williams says ruffalo wants to keep those fat checks coming yep he sure does yeah um yeah i don't know how a world war hulk movie would work joe said no more professor hulk please (laughs) all i know is um they had they made the World War Hulk an animated movie, right? They had an animated one. Yeah, is that the one that? And I love that. It's like the one good Marvel animated movie. And uh, the best part of that is um, 
oh what's his name he he was in the last thor movie the oh shit the slug looking thing oh um meek isn't it yeah, meek? meek meek is like the best part of world war hulk and they completely ruined him in the mcu now it's like the slug thing when before he was like a this like flying bug if i remember correctly he has one joke in Thor Love and Thunder where he's squeaking on the dry erase board. Well, and he's in uh, Avengers Endgame too with the giant like swords on his arm. Yeah, but he's like kind of dead in it. What, in Endgame? Yeah. No, Me? he comes he comes back during the the final fight scene. He's got like the two blades on his arms. Yeah, but he doesn't is he fighting? Yeah. I've seen that movie how many times that I have no idea what you're talking about. He comes out of the portal at the end with everybody who who is brought back. For Taylor real? Drax? Mm-mm. 100%, man. Don't tell me who you're talking how about. How have I never noticed Meek, that? The like, slug thing from Thor. Huh. He's in Thor Ragnarok, and then he's in. Oh, uh, he's Love like wearing some like suit, like yeah, a little bleaker like, miss cameo type thing. Yeah, he's got like blades on his arms. I have never noticed that. He's like right behind uh, Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I've he seen just this goes movie. to show you can watch that movie a million times and still catch something new. I've watched that movie so many times. That Apparently Hartman it. came out of the portal so easily and it was so easily missed. <laughs> so I guess the he Russo brothers have been uh, putting it out there that they wouldn't mind coming back to the MCU and directing Secret Wars. Yeah, but they've Feige has said that they're not they're not going to do it. So I don't know if it's misdirection to keep things hush hush or or what, but I would not mind seeing the Russos direct it. Wanna get a text? Ish probably did. Sorry. No, you're all Ish, good. Ish got a text that said uh, it's actually a, it's Kevin Feige. Let me check. Oh. oh, okay. Breaking news here. Misdirection. You're correct. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm glad um, for the clarification. Well, we, know, we know Kang the Conqueror is done gonna be done by Dustin what's his from Shang-Chi. It's Bill telling you to get the hell yeah, off the show since you were the... something. I... Bill's texting you like, get the hell off that podcast with the guy who <laughs> hates Superman. Yeah. yeah. Secret Wars, man. Secret done. Wars. Secret Wars 2 is what solidified my lifelong relationship with comic books. That just came out at the perfect time. And that story with the Beyonder, and then especially the ending with what what Molecule Man does to the Beyonder at the ending. As a kid, I was just like, "Well, it just blew my mind." And f- for me, forever, Secret Wars is is on a pedestal. Well, it's because of the first Secret Wars. Correct. Yeah, first Secret Wars is was that, huge. Like, but I bought Secret Wars two off the rack as a kid, like yeah, in my like comic a- book prime as a kid. And so that was like that hit hard, and especially that was like the first crossover. Where I was like, wait a minute, this other comic also has Secret War story. Wait, Beyonder's showing up in this comic too, and that's what really cemented my uh, almost my almost my comic book origin story. Secret Wars though is that is that it was like the, like you said the first crossover event, but 
that's largely the book that's credited with like saving Marvel comics too. Yeah. They were going down a dark road when the secret wars came out and uh, they actually, there's a lot of speculation that they ripped it off and stole it from uh, DC that they originally stole the idea for a crisis from DC and put it out fat quicker in secret wars than DC could. Cause that didn't, Funny. is the president of DC at the time just joined Marvel came over to Marvel. Yeah, that's, that's to possible. Rework it. So, cause it came out and then a few months later, um, uh, crisis on infinite earths came out. So, but Marvel has a history of doing that. Like they had really, Marvel, then Marvel, DC too. Marvel, and, and then forth. they always it really solidified Doctor Doom too. Oh, absolutely! Some trying to steal Galactus's powers and Doctor Doom was like some peak Doctor Doom stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then Spidey getting the black suit. Like that's yeah, that's the event, the Marvel event to end all Marvel events, still to this yep. day. I think it's going to be huge. I don't know how they top it after this, but I think they do it in name only. I don't. I don't really. Think yeah, who knows what the story is going to follow. be? Is it even going to involve Spidey's black suit? Is it going to involve Doctor Doom? Is it going to have the Beyonder? I think you know, for me, if it, it doesn't will. have the Beyonder. It's not Secret Wars. That it's you know in name only. I think it will. It's. I think it's going to be the culmination of Tom Holland getting the black suit, and that's going to be the payoff from. The Venom scene at the end of No Way Home. And I think it'll be, it's going to cap the multiverse stuff. So it'll be, well, is it though? Because I can't remember. I can't, I think Kang comes out before this. Yeah, but is Kang the end of the multiverse saga or is it Secret Wars? I think Secret, Secret Wars, Wars is. is the end. Well, Secret Wars is the is end multiverse of the multiverse saga yeah. through several phases now. Well, it's yeah, it's everything after Endgame is considered multiverse saga. Yeah, so the first three phases was the Infinity Saga. This next three phases is the multiverse saga. This caps off the so essentially Kang, Kang so that the would Conqueror. end phase six. Yes, Kang the Conqueror is like Infinity War, and then Secret Wars is like Endgame. So I think I don't know. Possibly, I don't know if yeah. it even sets up the next phase. Like I so, I mean, it would be cool if you got, like, they brought a bunch of the villains via the multiverse. Like, you got to see the multiversal Doc Ock again, and you get to see like, a lot of the different villains throughout the multiverse brought in to this movie to fight the heroes. So It's not Morbius. It'd be cool if it was villains from different universes brought to fight heroes from different universes and a battle of for supremacy. But well, that's that'd be cool. That's that's the story of Secret Wars. Yeah, Battle World. Yeah. Well, it was the it was yeah the Earth's. Is Beyonder a mutant? No. No. Yeah. What is what is he? He's just a just a dude with superpowers. No, no. I'm. Well, I wouldn't say omnipotent. Well, beyond he was like I think above Celestials even. Yeah. It's the Beyonder. It's beyond. It's beyond our comprehension. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> so, but Stick phase boys. six, phase six is going to be kicked off by Fantastic Four, 
and then it's going to end with Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. He's a cosmic entity. So uh, Stick Boy says Secret Wars will set up nothing, but we'll bring back heroes and villains. Do you think that they make Secret Wars if they didn't get the rights to the X-Men like they did? Yes, I think you could still make Secret Wars because although the X-Men have a role in it, I don't think it's like it's not as pivotal. Do you think to me still- it's not as pivotal as like Spider-Man in, in um uh Civil War? Like but that's just me. What do I know? I'm just some talking head on the internet. Well, they ruined that whole Spider-Man storyline in Civil War. They tried to do it with Black Panther instead. No, not really. They pulled it off and they just waited till Spider-Man Homecoming to try and do it. Or Far From Home? No, no Homecoming. When... No, well, when he, when he gets unmasked, is at the end of Far From Home. No, no, but he tries... Tony tries to get him to join and do all of that at the end of Homecoming when he offers him the Iron Spider suit. Because mm. that's how he gets the Iron Spider suit in the comic is when he joins Tony's yeah. side. So, but, but his role in He tried War, to set it up so with that small. whole press conference where he's going to out himself at the end of Homecoming because that's what it is. It's gonna get the, yeah. He's going to get the Iron suit and they set up the Homecoming to introduce the Spider-Man. So they were going to try and he's going to try and out him there. And they just went for it at the end of Far From Home with uh, Mysterio. The accidental outing. So So do you think Secret Wars brings out some like past villains that have passed away? Like, could we get Killmonger and... and, uh, Well, I think that's where you're going to get... You're going to get Ultron. You'll get Ultron Ultron. back. Ooh, that'd be cool. Ultron had a part in... In Secret Wars, so I think that's where you'll see Ultron again. Or Ultron, you'll see Ultron again. You'll Red see a Skull. lot of the. Past. We'll all get Ultron together. <laughs> yeah, you might get Red Skull. Because yeah. that guy that they got from Walking Dead to do Red Skull, sure, it's really the, good job. the possibilities are infinite. Then, like, you could bring back Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Shit, yeah. Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. We can go all oh, that out. guy. That guy won't come back. Mickey Rourke well, basically said, fuck Marvel. Yo, he's dying to come. See, when he says that, it means he's dying to come back because he's so butthurt that his role was cut out of Iron Man 2. Look, Mickey Rourke will come back because he's not doing anything else. He needs to have that. He needs that Rourke. Disney money. He needs Mickey. to have that Robert Downey Jr.-esque career revival part two because he already tried to do it once, and it started to go with the, the wrestler, and then it just kind of fizzled out. But Mickey Rourke is the most like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he harbored like, he gets hurt very easily. He's like butt he, hurt. Yes, he holds, he holds um, grudges. A, a grudges. That's the word. Yes, he holds grudges. Like he's, he's probably the yeah. worst actor <laughs> that that fashion in Hollywood. Which is why he doesn't get a lot of roles because he's pissed so many people off. And it's not like he's like the most amazing actor ever either, right? No, but so it's easy to be like, awesome. oh, this guy's causing trouble. All right, we can find someone better. Yeah. 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 Well, the one I want to see come back is uh, Hammer. I felt like oh, Justin, Justin Hammer, Hammer. Yes. Yeah, I felt like he was grossly underused. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is amazing. Have you watched um, Choke? With him, yes, 
the Chuck Palahniuk yeah adaptation. Oh, dude, that movie is fucking awesome. Sam Rockwell is bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Have you read the book? I have not. So Chuck Palahniuk's my favorite author. That movie is probably the most true adaptation of a book I've ever seen. Like it's it's just fucking uh, that movie's awesome. And he makes it. Sam Rockwell makes that movie awesome. He's a he's an amazing actor. He's very talented. Yeah, but Justin Hammer was just like, we're gonna use you in this movie and then never use you again. Like nothing. Well, he shows up happened. in the, in that one uh All Hail the King, the short about uh, uh, yeah, about Trevor Slattery getting busted out of prison by the Mandarin. Yeah. Which was Wen Wu, turns out. So Sam Rockwell has he gets to show up again in that, but but you know. I don't know if you remember the scene. Never yeah. touched again. Where his jail, he is. He found his like boyfriend jail cellmate. Mm-hmm. That's on Disney Plus, isn't it? All those one shots they put them on Disney Plus. Finally, it is. Yeah, when Shang Chi came out, they were really pushing that on like the main screen. Did which you made sense because watch- that was a really good little tie-in in between Iron Man three and those <laughs> movies. Hard Did you guys ever watch the um, the Punisher one shot with uh, Thomas Jane? No. No. Dude, it is the coolest version of Punisher I've ever seen in my life. He's like in a laundromat and he like just starts blowing people to, like it is fucking awesome. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I don't think I think it was just Thomas Jane did it. Like I don't think it's endorsed by anybody, but it's what he wanted his version of the Punisher to be. It's a bootleg short. Yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. You guys have never seen it? Dude. No, I wasn't aware it existed. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll find the link later and maybe share it on the Facebook page or something. I don't watch bootleg shorts. Dude, it's, it's the official awesome. release or nothing for me. I only it watch is. them if there's an acetate staple to it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Since Disney doesn't own that. Can I? Aaron can says I we should make it? a drinking game about how many times <laughs> yes. Lance says it's his favorite or it's the best. Be as long hammered. as we can do it. As long as we can do it for how many times Matt says he hates something. I I just... just, (laughs) Hey, man. You get just as defensive over that than I do in the other thing. I don't hate everything. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Just to be clear, Matt loves Dawson Creek, hates Superman. That's right. If you're taking notes. I don't think I said I love Dawson's Creek either. You guys talked about it for like five minutes. We are to be fair, we talked about Superman spoony. for five got... minutes. <laughs> well, it's a geek show, of course. We talk about Superman. Uh huh. Well, I mean, who doesn't love the Dawson man? Who doesn't love Paisley? this guy right here? You've never seen this? No, it's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, and it's probably I've probably never seen it because it's like the worst version of the Punisher next to Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. All right. Well, this is great to audio <laughs> listeners. You can't hear it? I, I can, but you can't see it, so it's kind of pointless to even. Oh look, Ron Perlman. The almighty struck those savages down today. It shows he'll be he'll 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 act in anything. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the violent part. We got a motherfucking problem up in here. <laughs> okay, that's let's be okay. That's just 
garbage right there. Absolute garbage. I think it's fucking awesome. Listen, some dude's head doesn't spray blood like that when you get to the bottle. Have you seen Punisher Warzone? It's worse yes. than this. <laughs> That's terrible. I thought it was Jigsaw and Punisher Warzone is good. Anyways, uh, well, season one of What If stuck to the key moments from the early phases of the MCU. Tell its tale. Season two will be able to tell even wider stories. Thank you. That's what my problem with the first What If season was. I didn't need to have a rehashing of the first 10 years of the MCU with just the most minute details changed. Yeah. I also hate the animation style, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it either, but it's what I wanted from What If. I wanted these fantastic otherworldly stories. They got into it a little bit with the zombies thing. And zombies then the, were barely even t- like touched on. But it, it like told a story that wasn't really in the MCU like timeline, I guess. You could say like it didn't well, like it will be now they announced Marvel Zombies. Yeah, which I really hope is a different art form. But God, um, mode, God mode Ultron, which I think was like the last two episodes, that was kind of badass. <laughs> yeah, the what watcher if, and, what if didn't yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't know, man. I, I, this show just they hyped it up so much. And then we watched and we like we're like, really? This is what you were so excited to show us? It was just bad. Yes, Eric Williams. What if Deadpool killed yes. the Marvel Universe? That's a good one. Or um what what's the Wolverine story? Is it is it the best there is storyline where he's What if Wolverine's claws were made of soft rubber? <laughs> I can't think of the name of the story. Nice I want to say those that come out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thinking, it's the best there is, but at what he does or something like that. But there's a storyline where like Wolverine gets taken over and hypnotized, and he starts like trying to kill the Avengers and the other heroes. Um, God, I can't think of this. I think that's the, the Wolverine story, one. Yeah. It's kind of like the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but Wolverine's being like mind controlled and he's being set out to like try to kill Captain America and all the other heroes and and he's going against them and stuff. That'd be that'd be cool. Um but yeah. I like Eric's the what if Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe. That'd be cool. Just give us more stuff we haven't seen before, you know? Give us some cosmic ghost rider. Ooh, I'm looking at cool. like the because what if was an actual comic series, right? I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at the issues that they had. What if Miles Morales was Thor? What if Gwen Stacy had lived? We've already seen that play out. What if Thor and the what Avengers fought the God? Thor. What if Phoenix had not died? What if Daredevil became an agent of Shield? What if Spider-Man's clone had lived? Lived. What if Wolverine had killed the Hulk? Uh, what else we got in here? What if Fantastic Four did not gain their superpowers? Well, this one sounds cool. What if the Thing and Beast continue to mutate? Hmm. Hmm. 
What if Thor battled Conan the Barbarian? I don't know. Didn't they just kill him off this week, too? Who? Conan. What do you mean, kill him off? And isn't he in Savage Avengers right now? I I didn't read the newest issue. Is that a big, giant spoiler alert? Fucking spoiler alert, then, I guess. Fucking spoiler alert. Well, didn't Marvel lose the licensing rights? That character? They did, but I read the people who 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 uh, got the the rights said that they were open to letting him continue to appear in Savage Avengers, like I, on loan. But that, alert, but that they wanted you know any solo title starring Conan to go back to their <laughs> publishing company. Spoiler alert: He just got fucking waxed this week. Apparently, damn. So. What if Vision had destroyed the Avengers? Yeah, long story short, there's a lot of stories that could go with what if that didn't don't doesn't need to what rehash. What if Matt didn't spoil Savage Avengers for me? <laughs> Whoops. What so if I was wondering it would it was and it was an unusually like big big seller for us this week. And I was like, oh, so, suddenly more people are interested in Savage Avengers. That explains it though. Could be final appearance of Conan in a Marvel comic. Yep. What if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? That's weird. <laughs> Hartman, what if White Venom went racist? <laughs> <laughs> what if Spider-Man had kept his six arms? What if Venom had possessed the Punisher? That's what I would like to see. Get this Venom storyline ramped up, and let's let's see Venom like travel through a bunch of different people. Um, yeah, that's if they can use Venom. Well, I mean, it kind of it looks like they can. I mean. Danny Trejo got him at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. He was left in this universe. Danny Trejo? Yeah, what are you not Danny about? Trejo. Danny, Danny Rojas. Rojas. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Dude, did Machete Danny. and Marvel crossover? <laughs> right. Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso. Football is life. That's funny that there's two Ted Lasso stars in the MCU now. Danny Rojas and uh, Roy Kent. Now we just need Jason Sudeikis and it'll be perfect. Yeah. Who's he going to play? I don't know. Mr. Mark Mr. Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, he's going to play Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo? At it again. Uh, Mark Ruffalo appears to spoil She-Hulk's MCU Avengers membership. Um, Didn't we all kind of know this was coming, though? Yeah. Aren't all these people, like, apparently going to join the Avengers? The actress who plays She-Hulk joked that Ruffalo should give her character a year of being the MCU's primary Hulk since he's had such a long run in the role. The actor agreed and then upped the ante. All right, you can have a year, Ruffalo joked. No, uh, no, she's in now. There's not going to be another Avengers without her. That answer seemingly surprised the actress who said replied what to the suggestion that she'll be appearing in the next Avengers film as She Hulk. That's what I'm being heard. That's what I'm being that's what I'm hearing or being told, Buffalo confirmed. That doesn't Which, make her a member of the Avengers by any Well, means. who do you have left? So like Kang Dynasty is obviously gonna feature. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't fe- feature um well it probably won't feature Wicked and Speed, but it's probably going to feature She-Hulk. You're probably going to get um, Kate Bishop. 
You're probably going to get the new Miss Marvel. You're probably going to get Cassie Lang. You're going to get all these young Avengers that have, have made an appearance so far. Squirrel Girl. In the new Avengers movies <laughs> to make up that Avengers team. Oh, boy. Who are going to be led by going. Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier and Ant-Man. So, Are we talking spoilers on She-Hulk? We are. We're going to when we get to it, yeah. We're not okay. Not yet. yet. Yeah. 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 Well, because this is because like the media has already seen nine episodes of She Hulk, right? We've only seen one. And so I read, I read a review where he talks about something that happens in future episodes. So as you, as you're watching the show and the story develops, I think technically what he says might appear to be a spoiler because it's like, oh, all of a sudden she's a member of the Avengers, maybe. Whereas in the story, from what I've heard in the future episodes, she kind of goes in a different direction. Mm. A dark side direction. Ooh. She becomes a scroll. All I know is in the fourth episode, there's supposed to be some big cameo. Which is like every Marvel show seems to be like. <clears throat> well, we already know four. it's, it's going to be Mephisto. That's obvious. <laughs> I think it's going to be the thing. That's what has been rumored. I think the episode four is probably when Daredevil shows up. Well, it's probably going to be something like like a client she has to represent. And so from what I've heard, she's not representing heroes. Interesting. Well, yeah, you kind of get that feeling already when they um, have her representing uh, Abomination. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, which we haven't gotten to yet, so we're not sure how that plays out. But I'm told that like... this cameo is not somebody that we've seen in the trailers, and we've seen Daredevil and Abomination both in the well. Trailer. And there's there was that longstanding rumor that the thing Ben Grimm was going to be in the show, played by um, Siegel, Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother, or uh, I Love You, Man, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The best buddy comedy of all time. I love you, man. Your mom's got it right there. She Hulk is Mephisto, <laughs> played by Elliot Page. <laughs> that comment just transitioned the whole episode. What are, are they going to do? This? I wonder if they'll do the storyline where she uh, has to represent uh, Star Fox after he sexually molests people. <laughs> um. What's his name? Harry Styles? Yeah. Maybe. Pip the Troll. That's the cameo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Sticking to the Marvel Armor Wars. Don Cheadle, actor best known for his role as Colonel James Rhodes slash Rhodey, War Machine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was asked by a Twitter user about the status of his Disney Plus series with so much... uh, scarcity around it cheeto playfully hinted that fans will know more about what's coming very soon without sharing any details funny you should ask cheeto replied i think it's because they're gonna wait for they're clearly i think gonna wait for black panther wakanda forever to come out get you introduced to riri williams um i think cheeto will play a big part in the ironheart series and then armor armor wars will be will feature both of those characters. So I think they're they're waiting to introduce Riri 
before breaking out Armor Wars. Wouldn't it just be sick if a Norman Osborn showed up in Armor Wars in the Patriot armor? Just the, the Iron Patriot armor that he has in the comic books. Oh, Norman so Osborn? Mm-hmm. Be so dope. But. We're talking like Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Or a new Norman Osborn. Uh, the MCU version of Norman Osborn. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But, or the return of Tony Stark in this as the um, ultimate Iron Man, played by Tom Cruise. Who knows? So much could be coming for Armor Wars. But I definitely feel like Riri is is what they're waiting to introduce before kicking the show off. She's the key. So. All right. Now it's time for the segment. Apparently, Ish has been waiting to talk about. It's uh, what's what's Ish housing? So, what were you eating this week, Ish? Oh, that was a tuna boat. A tuna boat. So it's a uh, an English muffin with tuna and melted cheese and a piece of tomato. Never heard of a tuna boat before. It's your mom's secret recipe. Hmm. <laughs> and yes, your mom made it for me. I'm eating your mom's tuna. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Lance did not find that funny. He's enthralled. Oh, I was I was reading uh, She-Hulk spoilers. Sorry. He's, he's he was imagining, he was imagining a, a crumpet. Oh, with all right. Well, since, tuna and uh, cheese. since Lance can't wait to talk about it, let's get into to our review of She-Hulk. <laughs> Yes, yes. Let's talk about She-Hulk episode one. Lance, go ahead and give us a rundown of the synopsis of the first episode of She-Hulk. Yeah, so basically it opens up with uh, Jennifer Walters. Uh, She is uh, rehearsing her closing arguments for a a case that she's uh, about to go close. And... uh, it goes into her kind of flashback. She breaks the fourth wall kind of flashbacks into the story of how she became she Hulk. Uh, we see her interactions with um, her cousin, Bruce Banner, AKA Hulk uh, kind of training her. We find out some of the differences between them and uh, she uh, subsequently unveils her new power set to the world in some way. Was that close enough? That was yeah, like a synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you nailed it to me. Well, you went off camera, so normally we have you, you do these things. Because <laughs> I'm not good at them. Uh, but that, that's pretty... I mean, not a whole lot happened in the episode, right? I mean... In, in many ways, it was it was kind of faithful to... Uh, it's supposed to be part of like the John Byrne run, an adaptation of that from the 1980s. So the breaking the fourth wall is kind mm-hmm. of from that. And the lighter tone... They changed the origin story just a little bit. No big deal. I don't know if they you guys noticed. Quite that. a bit, though. They also kind of retconned um, Hulk's origin, or if they didn't retcon, they're kind of acknowledging because Hulk's origin story is kind of still technically outside of the MCU in that Ang Lee Hulk movie. 
and he refers to the where it's like a genetic thing because in that movie that made it clear that when Bruce Banner was born, his genes had already been altered. So it was a genetic thing. And in this, he mentions that, that, that we have a genetic anomaly that no other person on the planet has. That allows us uh, to take gamma yes. radiation, right? So that pretty much rules out us ever getting a Red Hulk now. Well, that could that be because, because William Hurt can be... That, because the actor died, and maybe they just yeah. want to close the chapter on that. But they could do Red Hawk some other way. They'll they'll figure out some probably some dumbass way to <laughs> go around it. But um, um, no, I mean, I thought the show was really funny. Like it reminded me the problem I've had with Marvel for the last little while. I feel like a lot, like Moon Knight specifically, kind of taking itself way too seriously. To the point where it, Marvel, it looks like Marvel kind of lost their identity a little bit. This feels much more akin to those earlier Mar Marvel movies that we that we got that were humorous and and maybe packed in more jokes and action. Does it? Did it feel that way to you guys? Well, I yeah. mean, if we look at something like the new Thor movie, which I hated, and that was packed full of jokes and action. This is this is like this is different because it was packed full of jokes, but, but not as much action. But maybe they were actually funny, whereas I thought that's before, true. They were just not funny at all. <laughs> Thor is eye rolling. <laughs> Joe Zulin said, "Apparently, Hulk rage makes curly hair straight." <laughs> um. No, I mean I liked it. I liked the callback to the Thor Ragnarok with the Sakarian ship. Yeah. Um, and Bruce being like, "Well, I have to figure out what that was all about." So um, Grandmaster's still looking for him. I don't mind the fact that, it, like, honestly, it wouldn't make sense if she got shot and him to do a blood transfusion on her, like in the comics. Like, I think this makes more sense. If they're in a cancer. car accident. No, she gets shot. I thought she had cancer. Why did I think she had cancer? Um, Is there a run where she's super sick and has cancer? No, that's Jane Foster. Oh, maybe I just got... And Captain Jane Foster Marvel. has cancer. Maybe I just Captain Marvel dies him. of cancer. Yeah, Captain Marvel also dies of cancer, but she, she gets shot. Deadpool has then, cancer. Yeah. <laughs> she gets shot, and Bruce has to give her a blood transfusion, and that's how she gets her shield powers, but... Like I was talking to Sam about this. Sam was like, "That's stupid. How she gets, you know, she he bleeds on her and she gets injected with it." And I'm like, "It makes sense. She cuts her arm. He's bleeding. His blood gets into her body. People like that. That's how people get STDs AIDS. all the time or AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, bloodborne pathogens. Man, it makes total sense. So, yep. uh, I didn't. I didn't have any issue with it not making sense. You know." I didn't uh, think that was the strongest moment of the episode because it did kind of feel like super coincidental, almost like a Deus Ex Machina. Like, we just got to make this moment happen. Whereas what Matt said, it. It more naturally, like that kind of stuff does happen. So they could have shown it maybe in a more natural way, not just the one little specific blood thing. But I guess you can't get too bloody in a show like that. But, but I, I liked that this show is kind of stepping out of the, the boundaries of previous Marvel shows and giving you a little bit more adult humor in it. 
like the whole conversation they're having about Steve Rogers' virginity before yeah. the car accident and like how they just like start beating the crap out of each other and and they're they're getting drunk and just just the themes and undertones of this show are very more much more adult oriented but lighthearted versus what we've previously kind of gotten with Miss Marvel and and other projects you know Thor Ragnarok things like that. Yeah, it almost feels like it's a couple f bombs away from being like a Hulu series instead of Disney Plus, right? It's not necessarily <laughs> something directed at kids. Yeah, yeah. What, what kid would care about courtroom drama and stuff like that? But I do hope we get more of uh, the courtroom stuff, though. That's kind of what I wanted to see with Daredevil, and apparently Daredevil: Born Again. It's going to be a lot of that courtroom stuff. I read somewhere that where the writers of the show were getting to that, and then decided that that they don't know how to write courtroom scenes, so they're so they were going to go in another direction. Mm. Well, I mean, I almost feel like you're going to get more of the courtroom stuff with this than you are the the fighting of supervillains. Like that's kind of why Titania shows up and gets beat right off the rip, and just as quickly as she shows up, because I think it's going to it wants you to focus more on her work as a lawyer dealing with these supervillains rather than being out there fighting supervillains like the rest of the MCU is. Like we've grown accustomed to so yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if you know where I, sam made a good comparison to me about this show as like he compared it to ally mcbeal and this very much feels like the ally mcbeal of um the mcu where daredevil could be more like the courtroom drama of the mcu I saw that comparison about a month ago. Someone was comparing it to Ally McBeal, less more Ally McBeal and less Law and Order. Yeah, where I think Daredevil, you might get more Law and Order. I do think that that's how the introduction of Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters is going to happen, is in the courtroom. Oh yeah, yeah, that totally. Seems... Yeah, and then Matt Murdock is going to. Maybe he was in that courtroom when she hulked out at the end of this episode. Now he's like, what the hell is that? And he has to go. I think it's more like it's saying that if she's defending super villains, it's going to be more. So he's probably going to be defending someone on the other end of the case that she's trying. Maybe, and, and maybe it's Peter Parker. That'd be cool too. Get, getting sued, you know, by the shocker or something. Yeah. Or you see a lot of like the, or you see the courtroom stuff with Peter Parker. You didn't get to see in no way home where they kind of just glossed over it where Matt Murdock was just like, Oh, well, you know, you're, you're not getting charged with anything. So do you think we might see, uh, I forget her name, Elaine from Seinfeld. Um, Oh, uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. I forget the character's name. Do you think we might see that, uh, that character show up and maybe she's the one that needs lawyers for supervillains. Maybe. Yeah, what if she's trying to get uh what if she's trying to get Wyatt Russell's character off agent for yeah US agent US agent off for his um role and all that, or if she's trying to get Baron Zemo. Especially if he's going pro boner, clear definitely be getting him off. Did you say pro boner? Yeah. <laughs> Hartman made that joke too, pro boner. Yes, the Contessa, Madame Hydra. 
<laughs> I have a feeling like this this kind of is like a storyline where she can finally like introduce Shine. her her yeah her what you know whatever her deal is. Which is going to lead into us getting the Thunderbolts, you think? It's very possible. It might be right. how he explained Red Hulk. I I mean, I think just this, this show was very simple in its delivery. Um, you know, we weren't expecting much. It didn't give us much. But I think it was just enough to, to make it interesting. Like, I was pleasantly surprised, like, I was not expecting what we got. And you know, this I thought the CGI, which was like a big thing on the internet before the show came out, I thought it was fine. I don't know if oh, they actually still, corrected it from the trailer or I still think the CGI is shitty. Like there's parts, there's parts where she looks really good and the deep fake on her is really good. And then there's other parts where it's just dog shit. And Mark Ruffalo's looks good the entire way through. He looked pretty good. But hers is just dog shit. Like there's part times where it like looks like the actress's actual face. And then there's times where it looks really bad. Like she looks like fucking one of those things from um that fucking I am legend. One of the vampire things from I am legend. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. That it's specifically when she's speaking that I feel like the art isn't I don't know what it is. And plus, like, her hairline is so far above where her head actually is. Like, just looking at her face, even in this picture, something's off with her face. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's about six inches from her forehead to the top of her hair. <laughs> as Hulk or as Jennifer Walters? As as Hulk. But Mark Ruffalo, I, his Hulk CGI, had I didn't have any issue with. Except when they're falling through the roof of the Tiki Bar, it looks pretty bad. Yeah, well, like when she hulks out um, at the dudes that are hitting on her at the bar, that looked terrible. There's a couple scenes in the lab where she's, when she hulks out in the lab and she starts talking to Bruce, and he's like, you got control, there's nobody else to wheel. The CGI looks really good there at times too, but yeah, it just and then when she hulks out in the courtroom, it just looks terrible again. So like it goes in and out, but um yeah. Hartman saying uh Hartman saying that they had to do reshoots on it. He said the first episode was butchered, wasn't not like reshot and edited. He said it was publicly brought up. They were going to use parts of this episode towards the end of the season, but they were forced to reshoot. Huh. But I don't know. I, I did read something maybe two or three weeks ago that Disney is talking about just creating their own in-house visual effects team. Yeah. Cause because... they're tired of hiring contractors and then bitching. Yeah, what it is. So, and Disney, I mean, you got that Disney money, you can hire the best of the best of the best, right? They need their own slaves. Yeah, they're no. tired Which, of people bitching about long hours and reshoots and all that. So. You're the largest movie studio in the world, right? Disney's the largest, right? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, we, we're in agreement Probably. there. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. 
they're the why would they be subcontracting something because it's bro it's that old adage you don't get rich by spending your money son you get rich by spending (laughs) someone else's money or you get rich by saving money so you're gonna penny pinch dude if they can hire if they can lease out to a subcontractor that's gonna do it for half the price of what it's gonna cost for them to pay actual employees to do it fuck yeah they're gonna do that they're gonna save themselves some money on that you know, hundred million dollar movie they just made. But think about how many projects they're coming out now where CGI is the primary focus of that movie. I, I would I would argue, and then you more see than half, if, if not all of them, outside the animated stuff is CGI focused. Like they haven't come out with anything that's doesn't have a heavy CGI feel. Probably the first thing would probably be National Treasure. I would assume. But they haven't come out with anything that doesn't have a heavy CGI. You're just talking about Disney as they D- Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. You know, like it, I think to me, it would make total like quality control. The fact that you have the final say over right how something you have more control over the final product. Well, and like Aaron said, and they don't have to pay benefits because they're contracting out. So they don't have to pay health insurance. They don't have to pay. But we're talking about a multi-billion-dollar company. But that's any any millionaire is going to tell you that that's the, how the rich stay rich is a penny pinch, man. They're not going to. Yeah, but if you're having an issue where you're subcontracting and you're not getting the quality out of it, but that's just an issue recently. Like up until Endgame, they didn't really have that issue. It's everything Endgame forward. Endgame was awesome too, but like everything after that. Is where the issues come in. They they didn't they had issues in Doctor Strange. They had issues in um, Spider Man. They had issues in this. What they issues, issues did they in have Thor in Spider Man? Uh, there's I mean there was CGI issues at the beginning that they reshot with Doc Ock and the tentacles and stuff. But Thor Ragnarok had big CGI issues. Oh yeah. So this Thor Thor I would argue CGI is probably issues. the worst offender. That so, I that I remember recently, like Thor was pretty bad. Yeah, Zaggy says, or not Zaggy, but Harmon says, look at when and how quick her reveal is. What do you mean? Like they they introduce her super quick. Like her reveal of going She Hulk is done off screen, and she runs away like you just barely see it in like the reflection of the car and then she runs away and how quick like when she transforms at the bar all she does real quick is turn on scream and then you see hulk tackle her and so it's like they had to perfect it and i think it's it's just the deep i almost wonder if it's because i believe when they shoot mark ruffalo as the hulk it's it's mark ruffalo in the suit and they're CGIing around him. Her, I believe they have a body double, so they're deep faking her on someone else's body when she's hulked out. No, no. They've they've shown behind the scenes of the two of them in mocap suits with big things over them so they know where the eye level is. It's both of them. Mm, I've, seen, I've seen it with sure. my own eyes. Both of them in mocap suits talking with okay. each other. It does look like it's like deep faked. I would agree with you, but uh, they were saying they did an interview. 
I don't know if it was on Jimmy Fallon or what, where they were talking about how how funny it was, like both being in these mocap suits looking. They they basically put this stick with where the eye line is supposed to be, and you got to talk to like a tennis ball or something like that of where they're supposed to be looking. But yeah, they've both come out and said it that they've shown pictures of them both in the mocap suits. I wonder, however, if it's not always that way. If maybe they do have a double in. Yeah, I wonder if I the shot know. where her CGI looked good is the where mo-cap. they mocap around her and where it looks bad is when they're using the bo- the body double. Maybe. Or maybe when it looks bad, it's just so quick that they didn't spend as much time. And I hope Wong isn't the big like reveal either. Like, well, he was in the trailer too, right? Uh, Will they show him in the trailer? Yeah. Apparently, this person's not in any of the trailers. I don't know. I hope we're not let down because wasn't was it moon night that was supposed to be like the fourth or fifth episode that was supposed to have this gigantic reveal. And then it was just kind of like meh. Yeah. See Hartman saying that they hired a six foot actress to stand in to double as her. So I wonder if that's that sometimes. And then other times when there's like long dialogue parts, when it looks good, that it's actually her in the mocap suit. Why would they do that? I don't understand why they would do that. Maybe it's just cheaper, like to paint somebody, you know, Lou Ferrigno it and paint somebody green in the fight scenes. It's cheaper to do that than to than to mocap her fighting. But they don't do that with the Hulk. Cause you're not gonna find a nine foot man. You know, how tall's the Hulk? He makes a mention of don't buy an apartment with less than yeah. 10 foot ceilings. So it's got to be at least nine feet. <clears throat> yeah. So you can't really, you can't really hire a stand in for that. Stick boy says paint is so seventies. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, because there was, they were showing pictures from the red carpet and um, the actress who playing Jennifer Walters is standing next to a woman who doesn't look like she's part of the cast, but she's the same height and build as she Hulk. And so I, I, so I'm saying it like makes me wonder. I'm trying to see if I can find that picture that I saw of her in the mocap. So I, I don't, and like I said, at times it looks like she's deep faked on someone else's body. Like, was this from the original trailer? Yeah, that's the original. That's in the original trailer. But this is not this one here, right? Um, and this looks bad, in my opinion. They both look bad, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. This one definitely looks bad, but this one also looks bad. But here, I don't think it looks that bad. But this is actually like a high, like, 
Like this looks awful. Looks like he's not even carrying that person. And I bet you scenes like this was probably done with a body double. Don't you think? Is that is that the director? Look maybe? at the hand on his leg; like it looks so bad. Be careful with it. Uh, yeah, so that is the director. Maybe it's the director I saw. Yeah, so you see, like this mocap suit with Korg. They put like this thing on his head, so you know where to look. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is all mocap, but it sure feels like it was like deep faked with a body double. I agree with you. I think there's some point points where it's where it's um, deep faked. But yeah, see, this one has a giant. This one is the one with the tennis ball, I think, on it. Ghost Rider is the speculated appearance, it says. That'd be cool. I doubt it, though, because we would see some sort of casting. Well, unless no, not necessarily, because they hid um, Hercules coming up at the end of Ragnarok. Or not Ragnarok, but of Love and Thunder. That's true. So it could be kept under wraps. Uh, they do kind of give the the little tease towards Johnny Blaze in the trailer on that that like flyer behind her in the but, trailer ghost rider in the in the she-hulk trailer isn't the she-hulk trailer where there's the Johnny Blaze poster in the background really i'm pretty sure it's the, unless it's a movie trailer but Pretty sure it's the it's so blurry I can't even tell. Yeah, it's behind it's by Wong. Yeah, it's I mean it's but is is Johnny Blaze now a magician? Because that's what this poster kind of looks like. And maybe. He's not gonna be a, a daredevil anymore. Not Daredevil, stunt person. It could be a stunt person. I mean, it could just be like he's gonna do a trick or something, and he's it's just an ad for like his next big trick. He could be like the David Blaine type or David Copperfield type or something like that, where he's a Daredevil slash stunt man, and it's just a flyer for like his next big trick. Maybe he's like the Chris Angel of. Of the MCU. Yeah. What do you prefer more? His look in the Daredevil show. This is Matt Murdock we're looking at. Or this. He's got like a freaking like. It's the same. It looks like. Know, he's got like this collar thing going on. But let me get try to see if I can find one that's bigger. I do like the orange tones. Yeah. Kind of wish he had the double D on his chest. 
I, I like double D's myself, Flint. <laughs> yeah, I like double D chests. <laughs> no, you I'm see all it. for more I'm all for more double D chests yeah. in Marvel. Do you see that he's got like this like so here he's got like this frat boy like collar thing going on in the new show. Yeah. See this in the back? Yeah. Ooh, Why is that shiny. frat boy? Because he's popping his collar. Pop collar. Pop collar. Pop the collar. <laughs> frat boy. What frat does he belong to? MCU. <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Alpha Pi. Yeah. Alpha Pi. MCU, MCU Alpha Pi. I like I how know. they just crudely photoshopped her in the photo there. I know someone. I don't know. See in this scene when they're like throwing rocks and stuff in the in the, I don't know what you would call this the forest, at the tiki bar. It didn't look so bad. I think. See, and what makes you think that they CGI'd her is her boobs get bigger too. Like I was just gonna say, do her boobs hulk out too? Right. <laughs> like. She goes from like an A cup to a fucking double D cup when she hulks out. Like well, everything gets bigger. I guess. So the yeah, whole I guess she goes from like frumpy to like <laughs> sexy. Lady. So does that mean like Bruce Banner goes from like a micro peen to just being hung like a horse <laughs> when he hulks out? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know, man. You know, the first episode, like, it just gave you a little tease. There's not much to really, like, unpack, really, except for the fact that they changed her origin story, and it was funny, and apparently Captain America fucks, so. Oh, that's right. She-Hulk, Frogman was is supposed to be in She-Hulk, too. Well, and they, they showed something that looks like Frogman in the trailer. Yeah. It's got, like, these lights. Yeah, he's he's literally right there on your screen. That's what made me think of it. Because I saw the the picture literally right there on your screen, yeah. I don't think this is from the show, though, is it? Yeah. This looks like a Power Ranger villain. It was in the trailer. He's in the trailer. He's in the very first trailer. It's like a crossover between Power Rangers and (laughs) Kick-Ass. Yeah. Is this really what he's going to look like? Like, That looks bad. Hartman, I don't know what you're talking about. We should have one where Jen Walters is, uh, is, um, he's saying that defending Howard the Duck. She's got makeup on. I never say anything about makeup. I don't know what you're talking about, the makeup theory, Hartman. Power as or kick rangers. (laughs) Armin is saying I would look better with makeup. He's going on about makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she should defend Howard the Duck for exposing himself. Oh, that'll be a fun episode. (laughs) I would laugh my ass off. And don't like ducks have like penises that are like barbed and like freaking nasty. Oh, what's Ish housing? 
I don't know. I don't look at duck penises. Lance. Tuna boat. I, my my life does not consist of googling duck penises. <laughs> well, let's do it right here on the show. No, I'm just kidding. Hartman <laughs> yeah. says duck rape. Do you think that would get us subscribers if we if we started googling duck? No, penises? I don't think googling <laughs> duck dongs would get you any subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think you googling duck dong is gonna get us anything, buddy. Oh man, I want more Howard the Duck. Ugh. You don't want more Howard the Duck, Seth Rogen? I just like Seth Rogen. Not Seth. He Rogen. says duck vagina is duck like a ball. trap maze, so dicks can't inseminate them. I'm not <laughs> lying. Who, who in, am I in seminate. Oh, okay. In he seminate. says they have a corkscrew dick. That's what it is. I knew it was something weird. Absolute uh, duck penai podcast. Yet yeah, no. It's not Seth Rogen. We don't need to look up duck, duck penises. What's his name? The the Seth. Is it Seth? Seth. What's what? Of, uh, what's the voice of Howard the Duck? Seth Green. Seth Green. Thank you. It's losing my mind trying to think of who it was. Well, we all know that what Lance is going to be doing tonight after the podcast. Duck He's going to totally go and uh, Google search be duck fucking peen. ducks. Yeah, duck peen. Hey, everybody's got their thing, man. Hey, you complained about Warren Jeffs earlier. Now you're a fucking duck fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Harvard said they did a scientifically accurate ducktail song <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Hey, Darkwing Ducky Duck now. is coming back as a comic book. It needs yes, to come back is. as a show. That's like one of my favorite, favorite shows. Oh, drink. Everybody take a drink. It's it's his favorite. Darkwing Duck is fucking awesome. Got a little tease of him at the end of Chippendale. <laughs> Stick Boy says a Pete will be knocking on your door after checking your search history. <laughs> Oh well, what do you think? Are you excited for episode two of She Hulk? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely down for it. Aaron really enjoyed the show. Um, Yeah, I feel we got the like origin story out of the way. Now we can actually get to some stories. Yeah, I did like how they got through it pretty quickly. Don't you think? Like, yeah, when you guys were talking about how they did her reveal too fast, I thought they just wanted to kind of let's just get it get it on. Aaron, my love, let me. Let me help you out. It's not bestiality. It's um. Now you got me. Interspecies erotica, fucko. That's what he calls it. It's not bestiality. It's interspecies erotica, fucko. That's the line from Clerks too. You're looking for. Yes. And I'm back, you Lance. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you guys see the Spider-Man No Way Home super awesome uncut edition or something, whatever the The more fun stuff edition? Yeah. Uh, Tickets go on sale Tuesday. Yeah. Guess what I'm not going to see. what is this? They're adding like 15 minutes to the movie. To which movie? Spider-Man No Way Home. It's stuff that was already promised. Theatrical. In the it Blu-ray was, as extras, yeah, was, but they never get, gave you. 
which probably after it airs, then they're going to come out with the special, more fun stuff edition Blu-ray. And I'm going to be a fucking sucker and go buy that one. Yeah. Me too. Not me. But I'm going to go see it in the theaters again. I think. <laughs> Not it's me. No sucker. Dude, why? I'm not going to buy into that. I've already seen the movie. What's the next? Dude, if you can't buy into Superman, you ain't buying into that. I hope it shows more about no more fun stuff for Matt. How how Toby and Andrew got pulled into the universe. That's what I want to see. That's the part that I feel like was missing from that movie. It's like, oh, here's a here's a portal, and they just walk through, and then and then no explanation, not what they were doing. Why is Andrew? Why is Tobey Maguire forty years older than Andrew Garfield? If they were both pulled at the same time, like I just, I want more of that. Well, they're from different universes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just. I'm they're just pulled from different times in their career. Because Toby has it. It says that Toby has been Spider Man for quite some time. So they're not the same age. Isn't Andrew Garfield like in an alleyway? Right, and he's in the yeah. Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. And Toby says that once he appeared in this universe, he felt like he needed to to search out their Peter Parker. So he was looking for Peter Parker. So who knows? All I know is that if you go see that in theaters and you spend another fifteen bucks to see that movie again, you are a total sucker for an extra few minutes of shit that you were promised on the extra four hours of of deleted scenes that you got on the Blu-ray that don't exist. Or you just want to see the movie again in a theater. Well, nothing wrong with that. Watch it at home. Just like all you schmucks that are going to go watch Rogue One for the umpteenth thousand time in IMAX. Like it's not going to change the movie. If I could plunk down 20 bucks for hot steaming garbage, like Thor love and thunder. It's not going to change. I can go see a Spider-Man movie that I enjoyed very much again. <laughs> exactly. Even if there was an extra shit, I'd probably go still see it. Watch it at home, you schmuck. I like watching watch it. it at home and in a theater. Because mm-hmm. it's Spider-Man. Three of them. It's not just Spider-Man. It's Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, <laughs> I'm not looking forward. I'm a completist, so I'm going to have to get the Blu-ray. I'm already not looking forward to spending money on that fucking Blu-ray. Oh yeah, I that bought Black Widow and Captain Marvel, and it made my it made my ass hurt. I still haven't bought. Well, I think Black your Widow. ass hurts I'm from other for some reasons. Like, huge price drop. <laughs> yeah, Duck Team really tears it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's now you know what Max and Lance do on Friday nights after the show. They get together and they look up Duck Peen. <laughs> well, Sticks Boy, as a matter of fact, it did get a re-release. Dick Peen and Brick Oven Pizzas. That's Lance's search history right there. And Blink-182. Why'd you bring up Blink-182? I don't don't know. I just throwing it all in there. (laughs) I did buy a new Blink-182 Funko Pop that just got got released. It's a three-pack of all three of them from the Enema of the State video when they're um, naked playing their (laughs) instruments. Hartman says it's funny until you have a duck dick entering and exiting your body at the same time. Oh boy. The good old days. Your mom says, 
question. So Your mom says, quit complaining, ish. You have like three different versions of Into the Darkness, so you don't get to complain. And I fucking hate that movie. Why do you? Have so then, why do you have three different versions? Because it's of Star it. Trek. I get all the Star Trek stuff because I'm a sucker. As Matt pointed out, I'm a sucker. I'm the sucker that keeps these movie studios alive. At least we weren't suckers to try to go to the Morbius re-release. It's Morbius. I still, I still haven't given a single dime to Morbius. I, I did. I I'll, buy. I'll buy I drew I'll the line that. there. I buy every Marvel movie. I did not buy that one. And I probably Six won't. Boy, the Star Trek movie was uh, remastered in 4K and they re-released it in theaters like two months ago and the Blu-ray comes out in September. A remastering of the director's cut. Anyway. Yeah, what, like is this, what is this thought that Star Trek's not loved? Like, that's a good movie. I don't think anybody has thought that. Which is a good movie. Star Trek, the motion picture? Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I love that movie. That is a a true science fiction film. Now I just think you're doing it to be a fucking troll. Lance, say it's the best. Say it's your favorite. (laughs) Now now that he just just said, I love that movie. Now I think he's just doing it to be a fucking troll. It's my favorite of all time. Yeah. Thank you. She Hulk is my favorite of all time. I love Rogue One. I'm going to go see see it 50 times in IMAX. Stick said he goes see Wrath of Khan again. I love Thor so, Love and Thunder. So Rogue One comes out times. next weekend in IMAX with additional scenes from the show Andor, correct? No, I just think it's a I'm is No, it? it's just an IMAX re-release before Andor. I read or, that there's or, going to be additional scenes. Oh, well maybe I haven't read anything about additional that scenes. That have to do with Andor. Well, good on them then. You're not excited for that? No. I just don't <laughs> like the chairs at IMAX. You just don't Best like name what? ever. The Jedi. Scene, the IMAX. <laughs> Dick. Oh, because they're kind of uh, the old. Ice Pirates. Yeah. Why you have like the best screen in all of movie theaters and you have the worst seats ever. Like I want to sit in recliner. Like AMC has it, right? But you can't do the recliner because it's not, it's more than you know, it's really steep. That IMAX so? screen is six feet tall. You can't be doing it. Have you been to a Dolby? Have you been to a Dolby theater? Dolby Cinema, yeah. Yeah, that screen is super huge too. It's still not as big as the IMAX. They could make it as big as the IMAX. No problem. But they didn't. The IMAX they could. is the biggest screen. It's six stories tall. That's a massive screen. Yeah, you could still do recliners in there. I don't I don't know. I hate IMAX seats, man. And then like if you sit too far to the side, then it all looks fucking like warped and shit. Like I don't like Yeah, that. with IMAX, you gotta be you gotta be centered. I just think that releasing there movies after they're already on like if they're classics like i understand like the wizard of oz ferris bueller's day off greece like these classic movies that you probably didn't get a chance that you might love today that you probably didn't get a chance to see on the big screen that makes sense that's fine but re-releasing spider-man no way home with a few minutes of extra shit see i don't i i'm grabbing more money from you dude i'm complete opposite from you See all that. Uh, all that's going to pay for the new in-house CGI people. Yeah, Max's yeah. wife went and saw the Breakfast Club at the theaters the other day, and I'm like, "Why?" Oh, I would totally why? do that. Mm. I like. The I, I'm so excited on on Sunday. I'm going to see the 60th anniversary screening of Doctor No at AMC, and I'm I'm fucking pumped for that. Yeah, I don't know. 
We went and saw Die Hard. Don't say, like, yeah, I don't know. Dr. No. No, I like that movie. I just don't know if I want to go see it in the theater. I don't know. I don't like, know. I went and saw Clerks re-released in the theater at Film Bar because it's one of those movies that I was introduced to after it was already out on VHS. I didn't see it in theaters, and it's one of my all-time favorite movies, so I was like, I'm going to go see it in the theater just to say I can do I've done that. Like, that makes sense, but Spider-Man No Way Home, I saw it in theaters. I don't need to see it again. and I, I own it on Blu-ray with my fucking badass TV, high-def 4K TV, where I can watch in the comfort of my own home. Why do I want to pay $15 to go watch four extra minutes of shit? Have you this ever seen like, a movie twice in theaters? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how how is this any different? But then? but I mean that's because the movie isn't released and I can't watch it at home. If I could, if it was released, I could watch it at home. Then that's what I would do: is watch it at home the second time I watched it. Yeah. But if it's something I can't watch at home and I really enjoyed, then yeah, I'll go see a movie multiple times. Or it's like something like with the Marvel movies, dude. Like because I do this podcast and most Marvel movies come out on Thursday, I look forward to them. I go watch it Thursday night and then I'll go again with the friend who hasn't seen it or go again with Aaron who hasn't seen it or, or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. like that. That's one thing, but if I can watch it at home, I'll watch it at the theater once and the rest of the time it'll be straight at home. I, I just like going to the movie theater, man. I like sure. my first three was- phases. I probably saw every movie at least twice in theaters. Really? I saw Endgame. I think I saw Endgame like three times. Three times myself too. Yeah. I saw but, Endgame. But at previous least that, times in the theaters. all of them I went to see twice. Like when I went to see Ant Man, I came out. I was like, all right, I got to go see that in IMAX 3D. And then we went and did that. If they were released, re-released Endgame in the theaters again, I would go see it again. Because in the theater, it's just like it makes it so much better. But like, see, I'm not a. I'm not a mark for IMAX either. I don't the the size of the screen doesn't I go for the the just nostalgia feeling in the like you go for the motion in the recliner, not for the No, size. I go for the, the size just, of the screen. The magic of going to the movies, not the size of the screen. Like but that adds to the magic. Still, if it's the more immersive it is, the more magical nah, it is. IMAX I so. IMAX I, I just like I went to see Top Gun 2 last weekend. I don't think I would have liked it at all sitting at home watching it. But when I saw it on IMAX, that first 30 minutes especially was like, oh my God, I was I was sucked in. It but was see, that's it was like, a visceral ride. You were you were right there feeling it. And but you don't see, get I that think at the home. sound There's mix no team and the the theaters bumped up their sound systems for that movie because even in going to Harkins in a regular theater when those jets are going, like the bass rumbles, like you feel like your seat's moving. Like it was very immersive. Like then go see it in Dolby because Dolby has the best sound out of yeah. any theater. Like, and they literally have subwoofers in your seats. And I saw T- Top Gun and Dolby and literally it felt like my seat was going to explode. Like it was, it was insane. You could hear like there was three or four theaters in the building all playing Top Gun at different times yeah, and when the, the jets went off in the in the next the theater, you could hear oh yeah dude it was like it was in the same screening that you were in it was crazy 
But like, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting because I want to watch Top Gun again. I'm waiting for it to come to Paramount Plus because I'm not going to go back to the theater and see it again. It's supposed to come soon, right? No, uh, I, they haven't announced a Paramount Plus date. They announced that it's coming to digital release where you can buy it again, but or it's going to come to DVD in like November. But that, I'm waiting for probably, Paramount Plus. That's probably a movie that I'll that I'll purchase on 4K. I would love to watch it in 4D with motion seats. That'd be crazy. But how come we don't have those here? We only have one theater here in the state that has those. A lot of like theaters had them at one point. I guess people just weren't paying for them and i saw john wick three i think in those and if you mess up the seat it's a ton of money for them to get maintenance and and they just weren't bringing in the revenue john wick three in those motion seats was the coolest thing i've i'd ever experienced man like when he's racing through the tunnels like on that bike and your seats like moving along with him it was fucking awesome i've wanted to go do it again since I tried it, I've only done it once. I've wanted to go do it again, but there's only one theater in the entire state that has it. And I think it's like in Surprise or something. No, not anymore. It used to be. They got rid of it too. I saw what was it? The uh, uh, Seth Rogen Green Hornet. Oh man, that was so because that movie is so lame. The seat barely moved. I was like, <laughs> this is so bad. Hey Max, how's the bald and bearded convention going? Are you having D-box, a good time? Yeah, D box. Huh? You know, you can buy D box at home, and yeah, some Blu rays come with a code that synchronizes to your seat. That's if you got like a million dollars to spend. <laughs> or you have one of those new couches that have like the surround sound built into it and the cushion and shit that you can apparently take apart and rearrange to make whatever you want. Yeah, Love Sack makes those. <laughs> Max says the bold and bearded convention is going great. It's awesome, Max. Um, all right, Ish. I'm interested to hear your mom's rant on Monday Night Raw. Oh, that's my cue. You guys have a good night. Get out of here? <laughs> yeah. Last time I had to sit through you guys talking to this, I was bored wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Lance, don't leave for a couple minutes. What? She's gonna go get your mom. Mm. She's gonna sit right next to you and she's gonna talk to you about the birds and the bees. She's gonna I'm give looking, you that talk that you needed so long ago. Five kids I've later. Got, I think I've gotten <laughs> a, a crash course. Five, five kids later, you're finally gonna get that the talk. How do I buy the birds one of the these fucking chairs? What chairs? The D box chairs. Oh my god, you're literally gonna buy one of those? I would buy one totally. No. How do I how do I fucking get one? Just buy a really good uh (laughs) Zaggy says you're gonna get to talk about ducks and bees. (laughs) How do I fucking buy one of these? I don't I'm just trying to see how much they cost. And I can't find it. You're just gonna get a little pop-up that says if you if you need to find a price, you can't afford it, son. Zaggy says Amazon. North America. Amazon has them. Nice green goblin shirt. I just noticed that. Is that a pop green goblin shirt? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I've worn it several times. I've had this for a while. It's like one of my favorite shirts. Did you get get it in like one of those like pop boxes or something? Yeah. 
Freaky Box Chair on Amazon. God save the freak. For all you fucking Stranger Things fans, Eddie for life, boys. I don't see him on Amazon. Zaggy says they're like six grand. What? Hi. Hi. Hi to your mom. <laughs> I get to see everyone now. <laughs> you. Or you get to see me. I don't know. So, we're talking about wrestling? Yeah, let's hear your Monday. You, Ish you said got, you have this like profound Monday Night Raw rant you want to go on. So well, I'm, I don't I'm know if it's a rant. I, <laughs> I, I just kind of rambled at him. I finished Raw today, finally, because we record it and watch it when we have time. And I was just kind of loving Dolph Ziggler beating the crap out of uh, theory. theory backstage. Because Bat- so. Pat McAfee beat the Austin off of him. <laughs> I just like it when anybody beats Theory up because he's such an a-hole. That's yes. I just I just want to punch him in the face harder than that little girl that played Leia in Obi Wan. Oh, I loved her, and I can't handle it. He's the most annoying man. I like it when he holds up his Money in the Bank briefcase and it's got the huge dent where they used it to beat him over the head. Who did that? Was that was that Brock Lesnar that did that to him? I and think so. Yeah, up. that was mm-hmm. oh, when he ran out at SummerSlam and tried to cash in, and they just beat him with it. Yeah, didn't he get F five on it? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. He got like F five on the. Oh my gosh, that was that was it, magic. He gives me young John Cena vibes though. I hated John Cena too. He gives me Jean like shorts. early John. Yeah, Jean like, shorts well, really. Like I never, I I have always hated John Cena, always. He yeah. gives I've me those never, uh, ruthless aggression, John Cena. Vibes. Yeah, I like. There's never been a good John Cena either. Oh, you know that's I'm that's not true. Actually, I found him mildly amusing on uh, the Divas reality show on oh, the e Network. Yeah, he was amusing playing a weird version of himself on a reality show but that's it i i making dick jokes in a superhero movie i guess was funny (laughs) but never as a wrestler i have never liked john cena so okay so you just like the theory getting beat up on raw oh yeah no that was that was kind of the highlight the last couple of weeks i have really enjoyed whatever what are they like uh Rhea Ripley and all them, whatever they're calling themselves. The Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. I've been really liking that because I like anything with Edge. I've always been an Edge fan. I've always found him super, super amusing. I think it's because I'm a troll. Judgment. <laughs> and and Edge is, <laughs> he's always been just uber trolly as a wrestler. And uh, Edge and Christian when they used to go, <laughs> like the did the fucking selfies and stuff and yeah, the photo the moments and I just I've always loved him. Pose. And yeah, so for me, like I've always, you know, so anything with Edge, I love automatically. And now this is highly amusing. But Rhea Ripley beating the crap out of Dominic Mysterio is like, it's like they took every thought I ever had and gave it to me. Like It was just so perfect. I can't, I, I mean, I love Rey Mysterio. He's a great tiny little man who flies around in the ring, but his son <laughs> sucks. He does. That's... And it's like 
he sucks. the perfect form of nepotism because he's all of a sudden he doesn't have to go to like the rocks kids in nxt yeah. but dominic mysterio gets to skip no. nxt and just go right well to the even main roster. Uh, what's his name one of the uh one of the usos like the their like younger brother is going through nxt right now solo sitka yeah, so like every brother has, or their cousin i think it's i think it's their brother like the uso twins it's their brother mm. and they're all roman reigns's cousin solo solo sitka yeah yeah. No, like he's going through NXT and his cousins and brother like rule WWE right now. So like I feel it's just I feel like Dominic Mysterio is the perfect example of why you need to go through something like NXT. Like yeah. you need to go through developmental if you're going to be that like I mean, he's skinny fat. So it's like mm-hmm. he's not even like he's in shape. He's like squishy, but skinny at the same time. I don't understand. His yeah, he's got to wear that like jumpsuit to, yeah. that has faux muscles. But to it like, but it like, have <laughs> right, muscles. right. But it sucks him in like a sausage. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> and stupid it's like, mullet on, that he's got. Yeah. Oh, that the hair. I can't even. I think Rhea Ripley needs to like put him in, put him in the hurt lock, and then have one of those guys <laughs> shave his head or something. Like that See, needs to happen. I think the Judgment Day is a waste of all of their talents. I think it's a waste no. of Finn Balor's talent. I think it's a waste of Edge. It was a waste of Edge's talent, and well, even I mean, you know, it's good for Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, but yeah, like well, there's Finn Balor there's doesn't things fit that there to me. I don't know. I think Finn Balor needs to do something because he's good, and I think he's a really good technical wrestler. But the I, I think there's a place for things like this and it, there's an ebb and flow and they'll flow back to the top again for a little bit. And then they'll go back to the mid card and flow back mm-hmm. up. And that's just where he's at right now. And I honestly, I like this Finn Balor better than I like the whole demon thing. I, See, I just like, wasn't into I like that. Demon Finn Balor, but I liked his Prince but, uh, persona more when he was in, in yeah. New Japan and what they yeah. tried to do with it in, in WWE. So it's, you know, there's just, there's a time and a place for everything, and it's just going through those motions. Um, right now, I'm excited. Right now, I like all the. Uh, well, you can see my. Hey, Randy, I'm a yeah. big uh, riddle. Yeah, I'm a big riddle fan. Um, riddle and Randy Orton. I liked mm-hmm. it when those two were together, and I was really sad when Randy Orton had to go off and get fixed because yeah. they, they. I love watching them <laughs> so much together. And um, but I like all this riddle stuff um, with Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins coming out looking like he raided Becky Lynch's closet every week is <laughs> kind of great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like they share a wardrobe or something. I kind of like it. Um, then what else was on? There was something else. Uh, oh, uh, on Raw this week they had uh, McIntyre. I love Drew McIntyre. I think anybody who brings a sword into the ring and swings it around is awesome automatically. And uh, he came in. Uh, he, gosh, did they have an actual fight? I think it was uh, him and uh, him KO. And Kevin Owens had a good match. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good match. KO Kevin Owens from Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Steen. I like Kevin Owens. He looks like a normal dude who happened to become a wrestler, and it's just great. Like it makes me think of like Fred Flintstone or something who happened yeah. to decide to wrestle. It, he just, he's great. I liked all that stuff he had going with um. With not Elias Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Elias, <laughs> just, all of that stuff. I just I say I like that goofy stuff too, right? Like I just I feel like. Did you like the picture of Ezekiel's family by his yes. bedside? And... Oh my god, that was. 
<laughs> that I just, I died. I saw, I looked at it at work and I laughed out loud and everybody looked at me and then all these like little Gen Z kids were like, what are you laughing at? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Like maybe I feel old now. I'm like, gosh, oh. <laughs> no, I found out last week I was trying to talk to people about stuff at work and all my coworkers are younger than me. And I found out my wallet, my wallet is older than two of my coworkers last week. So nice. yeah, it's uh, it was, it's my Nintendo wallet. looks like a Nintendo controller. I saved up a lot of GameStop points to get that bad boy. <laughs> a lot. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. No, but um, yeah. Oh, you know what else I like? That they've been doing is they're working their way up to uh the women's uh tag team titles yes and they have mm-hmm. that bracket going i like how they're bringing up a lot of uh nxt girls and they're kind of revitalizing the the women's division they needed to do something with that so bad i kind of like yeah. what they're doing they brought apparently a toxic attraction went against natalia yeah, yeah. And, uh, tonight on SmackDown. And, um, I, I'm excited to watch that. And then uh, Nikita Lyons and someone else are coming up for the tag team fight too. I love her. She's amazing. Her finishing move is like her doing the splits on the other chick's face. Yeah. Like, See, I, I like almost that is, if, <laughs> that's amazing. I almost wonder if she, they traded her out because Toxic Attraction wasn't on the, the graphic when they originally announced the women's yeah. tag team. So She, she was out with an up, injury so. for a while. So maybe... Yeah she just couldn't come back yet i they need to bring her back in a major way i don't care if it's on nxt i don't care if they bump her up i will watch her anywhere because that's i remember thinking oh who's this chick i don't know and then she did that thing with the splits and i was like whoa yeah awesome uh toxic attraction that chick's pretty cool the what's her name with the orange Gigi dolan Mm -hmm. i used to watch that show you know what is it my big fat gypsy wedding so I immediately recognized her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that chick. And I thought that's great transition. Of course, one of them would be a professional wrestler. They're great at beating each other up. So <laughs> it well, was. She got her fame for her indie stuff where Oh yeah, that thing with the tampon. Shoved the tampon in somebody's <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's 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 hard even for me to digest. But uh <laughs> but. man. No, but yeah, so I'm excited with that the stuff they're doing with the women's tag team. So, and hey, I hear we might be getting uh, uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi back soon. That's the, so that's the word. Yeah. What's so? What do yeah. you think of so far of the Triple H era of WWE? I am excited. I fucking love Triple H. I liked what he did with NXT. I liked what he was doing before he had his heart attack. And I was when I heard they were bringing when he was he was going to be in charge. I was like, yes, because I think he has a great eye for talent. He knows what to look for. He knows how to work with people. He knows. I mean, he's just so good at what he does. And he was, I think, excellent in ring when they he got to he did all that great stuff, you know, um, during the Attitude Era and all of that. Um, and some of the best stuff with Triple H. And like iconic stuff, like stuff that's like crazy, you know. Um, and when it was his time to shine, he stepped up, he grabbed the ball, he was like, I'm doing it, and he did it. And it said, So the fact that he's playing in this huge part now in the company, um, with the talent, I think he's the guy who should be doing it. If you, I mean, 
he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's about. Like him and Shawn Michaels could uh, could easily rule that company and take it into a great future. To, yeah. Honestly, I mean, between the two of them, it's hands down. Not a. Is it like, I I didn't even question it. I mean, already just in the last couple of weeks, it's been better both SmackDown and Raw. So. Yeah, and I think Raw definitely has that feel of being better, but yeah, to me they're to me they're pushing all these new people to the top. Yeah, I think it's it's all of their people. I think yeah, you have your big stars like AJ Styles and all that. that yeah, are jobbing out on the mid card when they should be top players. And well, to be fair, AJ Styles is you know getting up there. He's kind of turning into dad bod AJ Styles. Yeah, but I mean, he could still like. I would like to see him and Finn be pushed back to the yeah. top, and like, I feel I don't like need to see Brock. Or, you know, I, I I we don't like need to see Roman like... Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the umpteenth yeah, well, time. That's true. I feel like we Roman need to Reigns change versus that Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Or, you know, they do just... need to fresh blood in there. I think that's what they're trying to do with Karrion Cross, right? Like they threw him right into the deep end. He came back. He's back. He doesn't have that weird mask. His creepy girlfriend's there. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what they're trying to do with him is what it felt like to me. But, um, but I don't know. There's just some people that are really good at jobbing. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. just really good at making mediocre wrestlers look good. And so that's where they, that's what they do. Right. That's, that's kind of where Ziggler's sitting. Yeah, right no, that's what Dolph Ziggler does. And it's, he's great. To, I hope I've never not liked watching Dolph Ziggler. Um, and it, yeah, he's mid but that's what he does, man. Yeah, that's what he's good at it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Ishvan loves Dolph Ziggler. You know, it's like it's because he's yeah. Hungarian. Dolph <laughs> Ziggler, did you know that? I didn't All know the, that. Yeah, he is Hungarian, apparently. <laughs> so that means automatic BFF status. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's fun to watch, but I. I'm interested in what the angle is with Dexter Loomis too. How he just yeah. shows up and then no, gets and right he away. showed up again. I was kind of excited, and well, you know, they addressed it on NXT too. I heard I didn't get to watch the episode, but I heard they addressed it uh, with what's her face on NXT. Like they made him so like maybe they're gonna do something. Maybe they're gonna bring her over and they're gonna maybe. keep doing that. You know, because I mean, he, he, they got rid of him right in the middle of whatever they were doing with those two, and it was just kind of like oh. Yeah. Okay. Indy Hartwell. That's right. That's her name. But uh but yeah. Oh, I'm I'm excited for the Clash of the Castle pay-per-view. I'm kind of I'm, you know, McIntyre and Roman Reigns take it or leave it, you know, whatever. But I am excited to see Shayna Baszler punch a hole through Liv Morgan's face. <laughs> <laughs> if she if she doesn't win that, then there's no way on this planet. But there's no way she should have beat Ronda Rousey. I mean, look at her. Like, yeah, Attila's bigger than Liv Morgan, man. Well, I think, like, and I think that's what they're leading to is is Shayna Baszler like, versus Ronda like, Rousey at Mania. So. Yeah, but like Shayna Baszler looks like she like would murder her and bury her under the ring. Like, she, yeah, she is terrifying, like in a serial killer kind of a way, and I love it, and I want to see that fight so bad. Like, I want to see what happens. <laughs> like yeah, that and- to me. I would like to see her go back to that that Queen of Spades, yeah, like character where she was just ruthless in NXT, yeah. and unbeaten for so long. She I would was like just, to see that. 
I remember when I first saw her and I was like, because I mean, it'd been a huge, there was a huge gap in time. Like I watched and followed wrestling like through the early 2000s and then it dropped off and I didn't pay much attention. And, and then Ishvan started watching it, you know, a little over a year ago now probably and i thought oh and i jumped back in and i was like i know these people and i remember when i first saw Shayna baszler i was like holy cow like i just got a little scared for my own life watching her wrestle <laughs> is that a dude like like i was like what <laughs> where did they find her yeah like i was like whoa <laughs> right because you have people who are like you know they have that fighting background like ronda rousey but then the, like Shayna baszler is like a whole nother level like she's mm-hmm. insane yeah and then i guess in real life she's like a gamer yeah like she's she, tabletop gamer i was like of course of course she is of course she's like the D chick yeah she's on <laughs> uh up up down down with xavier woods quite yeah a no that was like okay that I, I can see that it makes sense like i could see her getting down and dirty playing board games <laughs> uh she's oh no, that fight, that's going to be, that. that's the one I want to see at the pay-per-view. Everything else, meh. So take it or leave it, like I said, any of the rest of those fights. But that one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Clash of the Castle is a little telegraphed for yeah. um, McIntyre to win the title. But I don't, oh, I yeah. this is, this is going to be the first match where I hope Roman retains because I don't want to <laughs> see Drew, Drew McIntyre have the title again. Yeah, but, but it might be more believable for him to get it and then get beat by someone else than perhaps someone else who's fresh and new beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right? Because um, Roman Reigns right now is just kind of like a tank driving through everything. And But I think maybe, like seeing Roman go against Karrion Cross for the title is more exciting than watching him fight yeah. Drew McIntyre again. Like, But I feel like if I was watching that, I would expect, I mean, I wouldn't believe that Karrion Cross would beat him. Right, so know. like maybe yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to work your way up to that. Like, like say, Karrion uh, Cross beats Drew McIntyre for the title, and then Roman Reigns comes back, and then they, right? I feel like that might be more believable. I mean, you didn't really get to see much of what Karrion Cross could do as champion in NXT because he he won the title, got hurt, had to relinquish it, and then Finn Balor got the title back. So you don't really get to see how Karrion Cross can carry a championship. So. It would be interesting to see him do that against Roman Reigns or see their yeah. feud. That, yeah. You know, but I just no. I don't know if I want to see McIntyre win it again <laughs> right now. I don't know. I like McIntyre. Like I said, he has a sword. He swings it around. He shouts at people with the sword. I I like that. I don't know. But he's like the original Vince McMahon guy because he was supposed to be yeah. the. He was originally what Austin Theory is now. I know, but then they got rid of him because he was like, you know. Sucked. He he was a little putz, right? So they got rid of him. And then he came back with chest hair and a beard, and Mm -hmm. that's all it took. Apparently, he quit waxing his chest, and all of a sudden, he was winning. (laughs) But it's like it's. it just seems like a lot of that. You go out in the indies, you hone your craft, and then you come yeah. back home better. No, but. and it, and you know what? It did him a world of good. The before and after there is very, you know, very noticeable. I think if you watch some of McIntyre's early babyface stuff versus the stuff he's putting out now, it's, it's um, it's like a whole nother level. Like he went out and he did good by himself. He 
And I think Theory could get there too if they got him away from this stupid selfie gimmick. Like, God, if if they changed his gimmick up, he could get there too, and he could be a good top star. But he's such a little douche waffle. It's like, I why? Yeah, why? I just want to see someone beat him up. I don't care who it is. I want someone to beat him up. I, I've got it. Dream, dream match. I want Liv Morgan to beat the crap out of Austin Theory. Austin Theory. <laughs> that would be yeah. the most believable fight I think ever in WWE history. <laughs> I I would watch the hell out of that pay per view. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Theory. Liv Morgan versus Austin Theory. <laughs> It'd be more believable than someone like uh, someone like uh, oh, what's I, how did I just forget? We were just talking about him, little dad bod, teeny. Oh, one. Dominic Mysterio. No, he's tall and skinny fat. Um, or Kevin Owens. No, the phenomenal one, AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Just brain farted there. No, this is like they had AJ Styles fighting Bobby Lashley. On Raw, I was like, uh, Bobby Lashley is literally the size of my house, and yeah. and like AJ Styles is like literally the size of my toddler. Like, that's not a believable, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. it's that old adage that you know, muscle doesn't equate to quickness, so it's it's AJ Styles' speed and technical skills versus. Lashley's I know, power, I know, but like, and I'm not even I'm not even the hugest Bobby Lashley fan. Oh, right? I, I but, can't stand Bobby Lashley. I'm not the hugest fan. Ishvan loves him, but I'm just like, eh. I didn't like him as a heel. I thought he made the best toddler faces as a heel. You ever notice that heels make these <laughs> faces, and it's like, oh, my kid made that face when he cried because he didn't want his chicken nuggets at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, I know what that face means. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns has good toddler face too. If you ever pay attention, he does. <laughs> like it, and it's like something like maybe I never would have noticed if I didn't have a toddler, but I do mm-hmm. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm getting the signal. Ishvan wants. Okay. He wants back. Okay. Thanks for I'll thanks for talking later, wrestling with me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and your mom has left the building. Hope you all had a good time talking with your mom about professional wrestling. I know I did. Never knew that your mom was so into wrestling. But uh, very knowledgeable. So Ish sold it like she had some some big rant today in, in the group chat. He's like, you should talk to your mom. She have your mom be on to talk wrestling. She's got this big raw rant. You oversold the rant. I guess <laughs> you oversold the rant. Well, maybe it like throughout the day, it kind of went from rant to just thoughts. No, she stood in the parking lot behind the shop instead of like putting the kid in the car, just stopped and went on this five minute bit about Dolph Ziggler headbutting Austin Theory. And I was like, this is the energy you need. We need to have on the show about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I like Drew McIntyre too. And yeah, it's totally feels scripted. What's going to happen at the castle? But you know, let it happen. It's Scotland. The king shall be crowned. 
Well, there's a rumor going around that USA is making demands of the new regime. USA Network, you mean? Yeah, and one of the the demands is that they want a world champion, a world heavyweight champion on Raw every week. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some stipulation added to this match where it's um, it's the only it's only for one title. It's either for the world champ- heavyweight championship or the universal championship. And he's going to beat him for one title. And Roman keeps the other. Because I don't see... I think they're still holding so tightly on trying to get The Rock versus Roman at Mania for the world championship. That... And I still firmly believe that it's going to be Cody Rhodes is going to either show up at Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble or Cody Rhodes is going to challenge Theory for his Money in the Bank briefcase. Theory is going to lose. Cody's going to win it and cash it in on The Rock or Roman at Mania just so The Rock doesn't have to stick around. <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Rock beats Roman at Mania to put him in his place. And Cody cashes in on the rocks and have to to stay. So, but I, I definitely see a stipulation being added where they ununify the world. The world so, do you think do you think the universal title still stays with SmackDown and the World Heavyweight yeah. goes to Raw, yeah, think, or is it kind of interchangeable now? That I mean, I think it's interchangeable, but the fact that one blue one belt is blue already. I think it makes a world of difference. So, yes. Yeah, I think the Universal Championship would stay at Raw and the other one would come back to, or w- the one would stay with SmackDown, and the other one would come back to Raw. Yeah, I think Universal is with SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. And the Raw title, so, which is kind of, to me, has always been the big title, right? It's the one that goes all the way back. Bruno San Martino held that mm-hmm. title. And yeah. so I think that's, that's the king of the titles. And then Universal title is just kind of, slots right underneath yeah like if i was in professional wrestling that's what i would want um so what do you think roman reigns gets to keep then i think he's going to keep the universal title okay honestly so it kind of goes back to the status quo of like a year ago but yeah if i i think you're right like if i was a professional wrestler the the world heavyweight champion which chip would be the belt i would want i wouldn't i don't want that stupid wwe knockoff Universal Championship. I want that you want the prestigious OG, World Heavyweight Championship. OG belt. Yeah. Yep. So, but it just, yeah, I don't know. So far, Clash of the Castle, like the Roman Reigns. I again, I don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre again. I want to see someone else new step up. He's already run through Brock Lesnar twice. He's already beat Seth Rollins. He's beat Kevin Owens. He's beat Shinsuke. He's beat everyone. John Cena, Drew McIntyre. I don't need to. I'm good. I I would love to see him versus Karrion Cross, or you know Dexter Loomis, or even Champa. Like put Champa up there, man, or somebody. Just yeah, Champa's badass. They have you know the demon, stupid demon Finn Balor. As much as I love him, was like a very like coveted character. Like he only came out 
at certain times, and you knew when the demon came out that Finn was probably winning that match. And then you have Roman Reigns end that and, and beat the demon. The demon was undefeated when he came out, and then you have Roman Reigns stop that. Isn't the it's last just, time we saw the demon was when the uh, like the ropes broke, right? And the, mm-hmm. all the lights went out. Yeah. So it's just... I don't know. I'm not caught up on SmackDown. I've not watched SmackDown from tonight yet. Uh have to do that this weekend sometime. Um, AEW, you got John. They're pushing hard for John Moxley versus CM Punk, which should be interesting. I saw some Damn. rumor. Looked like clickbait, but you know, CM Punk leaving AEW. Uh, apparently, there was rumors going around that when he got injured, he was pissed off about the direction things were going, and people have been quoted as speculating that he was going to they were surprised he didn't walk out while this was all going on um i heard that he quoted he was quoted as saying this podcast with these geeks on it that went viral just fucking sent his life into a tailspin and now oh, that- he, might ha- he, might, he might have to leave AEW now. That's <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take that i'll right take credit here. for for <laughs> sending his life into a tailspin to where he, now he's got to quit professional wrestling and come on back to wwe to prove to stand by his word, but no, I, I mean, Kenny Omega coming back and eight, I don't know. AEW is interesting too. Like now they're introducing trios champions, something that you saw in, uh, if you ever watched like Lucha underground, I don't know. I don't know about trios championships, but it is what it is. But the world of professional wrestling has definitely been interesting the last couple of weeks. That's for sure good times and whatever product you watch wwe AEW, or both it's good for everyone because when one product's doing well it forces the other to step its game up yeah so like i even feel like nxt's kind of stepped its game up now and raw and smackdown are both good which is driving AEW to be better so good professional wrestling all the way around is good for wrestling fans so Hey, you want to talk comic books real quick? Sure. What do you got? Well, you said you read um, the new Tom King. The yeah, the Joker book. Yeah. Or, I mean, the Riddler book. Yeah, you liked it a lot. I did. I did. It was. I mean, it's like the Riddler's version of Killing Joke. It was almost like structurally set up just like the Killing Joke, where it's. What would you think of him though? Like blasting people away. I thought that was not. That felt unriddlerish. Yeah, it's it was almost felt like you had in the book. It, it almost felt like you had this like they were doing away with the stigma of the Riddler that everyone has, and they were trying to show you a new, different side of the Riddler because, like more I mean, of a covers, half. Yeah, because it kind of Jim Carrey, I guess. Yeah, and it it covers like it it shows you, it breaks down how sadistic he really is. And in a lot of ways, he's more calculated and cold and sadistic than even the Joker because, like, in it, it shows you all of his stuff from school, how he's, like, he's essentially getting pissed off because he's getting beat by his dad, who's the headmaster of this school, for not getting 100% yeah, his on like his a test. real bad dude. Mm-hmm. And it's because his professor is, like, throwing these riddles at him at, at the, as part of the test instead of extra credit and He's not getting them, and then he tries to cheat. But it just shows, like, it goes into showing how sadistic he is because it talks about, like, 
I gave the Joker this information to tell him that Barbara Gordon was going to be home at this time. So like the whole like shocking moment of the killing joke was information that the Riddler gave to the Joker and the Joker just did with it as he pleased. And just kind of like that power move of him basically telling Batman, look, I know you're Bruce Wayne. I know that, you know, Dick Grayson is Nightwing. I know that Jason Todd Red Hood and that your Damian Wayne is your Robin. And he, he goes, I'm going to kill everybody in your family if you get in my way. And it's to, and the, his, his game is so polarizing to Batman that like even Batman is kind of like not touching him. Like he's staying away from him. You know, he's like, I'm going to kill everybody, you know, and even to the point where Batman, he's, he, he won up to the world's greatest detective, you know, and then the end of it is very reminiscent of killing joke or jokers, you know, laying in the rain. And this one, you have Nigma talking about how he's outsmarted the Batman and how he's so intelligent, but then you get like the panel where it just shows Batman behind him. And then it goes dark. So you don't know what happens, but I really, really liked it. I didn't know that it was going to be, Kyle told me that it's going to continue. So there's going to be a, like a one bad day for. Bane yeah. So and all it, these it's kind of technically villains. a one shot, but all mm-hmm. the different villains are, are getting one. I feel it's going to be big shoes. I think the next one's penguin. It's going to be big shoes to fill on this Tom. King yeah. one. You know, it's like, what is, can they come Tom up King with the penguin? Writing all of them or no, no, no it's different no. writers for each one. I, I can't remember who's doing penguin. Like there's going to be two face penguin. I think red hood. And they're all like, you know, the big DC writers mm. okay. are, are doing each one. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I really, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a long read. It's fucking 40 pages. But it. I thought it was, it was uh, 62 pages. Oh, no, you're right. It is 60. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or 60. It's the premium format. Yeah. So yeah. It, is, it is definitely a long book. But. What else? What else did you read this week? Uh, Marvel had an interesting comic, the um, Avengers One Million BC. I yeah, I got that. The origin of Thor, the new origin of Thor. yeah. So that's kind of a big deal, a, a major retconning of a mm. character, but it's not really out of the blue because you know Jason Aaron, who did it with his Thor title, and he's been building this Avengers series, right? He's at like issue sixty, and this Avengers One Billion BC stuff was in the first couple issues right so it's been thread along and they've popped up here and there throughout the series so he's really been building to this and yeah like a big new origin story for thor Uh, yep his dad boned out the phoenix (laughs) yeah um i don't know what else uh daredevil had a big six big issue oh that's right issue yeah that was like it was like Big, Chip large format, kind of nicer paper. Yeah. Versus, yeah. I don't know if you got X-Men this week. I that had that was like on fucking rice paper. Even the uh, incentive variant was on the thinnest, cheapest paper I can imagine. Really? And X-Men 13 had like four variants just out of nowhere. It was very weird. But I'm glad they did uh, the Daredevil one a little more justice with kind of nicer paper, nicer covers. Well, it's kind of like, it's a milestone issue at 650, 650 issues. Yeah. But you get the, a, what's that? Wilson Kevitt's predator variant. Mm-hmm. 
That was badass. It also had a scroll variant that was kind of dog trash. I didn't see but, that one. Um, it's the pretty much announcing that him and Electra are going to get married. So that's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, they had the relaunch, the relaunch of issue one of Sandman from DC this week. Oh, the facsimile edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked that up and then they had, uh, I, I got a bunch of stuff I haven't read yet. Like I've got daredevil. I got the Sandman. I got the Riddler that, uh, Batman one bad day Riddler, uh, Hulk, the end of the banner war with between Hulk and Thor. Yep. Uh, I picked up. I, just well, I think there will be two. one more banner war, like Omega issue. Probably, yeah. probably in Thor, but, um, yeah, I got edge of spider verse two. I got the last shadow Hawk. Okay. Cause it, apparently it's rumored to be the, uh, first appearance of the new Witchblade. Did you see the variant on that? Uh, so the, they, had, they had a variant that was made up of, all the covers. Oh no, of, I got. I, I ended up getting this one, the McFarlane homage. Oh okay. So, yeah, the multi cover one was was pretty cool. I picked that up, and I picked up, uh, of course, Star Wars: Path to Victory twenty six, um, Mandalorian number two, and then Avengers: The Ten Thousand BC, Nightwing ninety five, and then the Batman. 25 second print just because I thought the cover was dope with the purple and black and the big giant bat symbol. Um, yeah, and then also Savage Avengers. So, oh, yes, the Witchblade stuff or the Conan the Barbarian stuff. So, with the, with the spoiler, the one spoiler. book that did that did pretty well for us. Um, and we kind of a lot, a lot of our customers are really into uh, like Coffin Comics, Chaos Comics, Brian Polito, Lady Death, Purgatory, oh, that whole universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came out with a new one, Lady Hell, and it did really well. We sold ma- the main cover, the variants, the blank cover. Had some cool Brian, artwork on it, Brian Polito. Man, I just I can't. I think it's more so not, it's not so much his his content, but it's just the fact that like he lives here and he's everywhere. He's everything here. He does. He's oh. pretty omnipresent. He's a good guy. Yeah. But that's yeah, all shop, I've picked up. He shops up at our store, so. Oh, does he? What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk bad about him. You don't want to lose a customer. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like it. I like him. And no, he, he shows up at old man con. Yeah, yeah, court, dude. Everyone gravitate towards him, you know, and he's just there to, of course, old court, but also to shop. You know, dude loves but comics. He's at um, Phoenix Fan Fusion always, and he's at. I even think he's at uh, Tucson Comic Con in a few weeks. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was a big bo- week this week for stuff that came out. A shirtless bear fighter oh, too. You, uh, yeah, new Garth Ennis, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's Little Bastards. Kyle asked me if I read that book, and I didn't see it on the shelf, so I have not read that yet. Oh, okay. It came in one my... of those uh, prestige, mm. extra large formats. I might have to try and see if I can get my hands on it this weekend, but I've not read that one yet. Yeah, Next week, like com- oh yeah, week. Mandalorian yeah. too. Which, yeah. I mean, for me, I don't really care about it because it's just an adaptation of the TV show. But 
we had people calling in like, hey, can I reserve three copies of it? So I think people are still specking well, on a lot of Mando stuff. It, well, it's because they're specking that it's built on, um, and this is, goes back to what we were talking about last week with stupid apps, but it's built on Key Collector. And not that Key Collector is a stupid app, but it's built on Key Collector as Grogu's first appearance in comics, which... I guess they're calling the fact that he appears at the end of the first issue a cameo. So, yeah, it's going to be the Hulk 181 yeah. debate. Yeah, with Grogu. So it's being billed as as Grogu's first appearance in comics. So that's why that book is crazy where it's at. Yeah, next week looks like a big week too. A Detective Comics, 1063, Amazing Spider-Man 8, Fantastic Four, Miles Morales. Darth Vader, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's a weekly book now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's totally gone weekly. The last four issues were four weeks in a row. Hmm. I don't know what the deal is, why they're in such a rush. Spider-Verse, Gwen-Verse 5, Red Hood, or Batman Beyond White Knight, Red Hood. I've actually really liked the White Knight universe, so it's been good. Uh, Damage Control, number one. She has a very interesting team on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's from the creator of the Goldbergs. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's about like the looks like it's featuring teams Nightcrawler, Quicksilver, Moon Knight. Robbie Reyes, um, Ghost Rider, and then She-Hulk. Pretty interesting. Did you do you pick up uh, World's Finest? I do not. Okay, because I actually I had some customers asking me because they read it, and I guess the kind of the whatever the story was in World's Finest kind of paused for a second, and they did a Robin story. And it ends on a cliffhanger. And it was like, oh, people were like, how, how is this going to continue? And it continues in the number one of a new series called Batman versus Robin. So that's spinning out of Mark Wade's World's Finest. Hmm. Is it which ver- which Robin? Is it, is it Damian Wayne? Uh, no, I believe Tim Drake. Oh, okay. Wait, shit. Now I don't. Now I'm second guessing myself. (laughs) No, no, no. It's Dick Grayson. Sorry. It's Dick Grayson. Oh, it's that far back? Because, yeah, that's what on the cover of World's Finest it says Dick Grayson flies again with the flying Graysons or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then it ends, and they're like, it ends, but it's going to continue on the Batman Superman story. But the Dick Grayson story continues in Batman versus Robin. Hmm. Yeah, uh, first flight of the Flying Graysons. There you go. So I wonder if almost like Mark Wade's creating his own little mini Batverse where things spin out of World's Finest as kind of the main title. Totally ignoring the other Batman and other Superman titles. Well, you know why I don't read World's Finest, right? Because you hate Mark Wade. No, I hate Superman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's I should have done that. I should have seen the minute that it says coming. Batman Superman on the title. I'm like, no, thank you. 
some. Just can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. But anything else, comic book wise, you want to talk about? I don't know. I think that's. I think we covered all the bases. Oh, we didn't talk about Batfleck. No, we didn't. Um, and how um, the rumor is now that Michael Keaton will not be his Batman will not be the Nick Fury of the DC universe. As yeah. he once kind of had it mapped out to happen. Which I think is stupid. If they're if this if this new CEO of Warner Discovery is really trying to make waves, then he would keep them and wants to make the, this movie make money. He would keep Keaton in it. I think you're going to lose a lot of interest if they re reshoot Keaton out with Affleck. Yeah, that would be crazy. So maybe they keep Keaton, but they kind of change the movie back to a Snyderverse movie. But it's supposed to be multiverse, so it's it's Flashpoint, so it's multiverse. So Keaton could still be there in, in any. But form they wanted Keaton wanted, to be. But... Supposedly he was going to be like a Charlie's Angels kind of thing, where he was Charlie, yeah. and then the team was all women: Batgirl, yeah. Supergirl, Batwoman. So now with Batgirl canceled, maybe they're dismantling that whole idea. And then that Keaton Batman's still going to play a role, but not necessarily that role of turning, of running a, a female led Justice League. Yeah. Well, what's your opinion on? Uh, I know that Bill had some interesting stuff to say about the Acetane Gate. And what about, what do you think about what uh, they did at Boston? What fucking back, Black Flag did at Boston? Which is what? So they set up their table on the floor like they normally would, but they didn't have any product at the table. They just laid suckers, dumb, dumb suckers on the table. You know, I saw that and I thought that was like a parody. I'm like, that's not real. Someone's just, oh, yeah, it's this post or something. That's no, an actually, that's a real actually happened. Item. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. And okay. People were trying to sell them online for like 200 bucks. Oh, man. You know, it's funny that I laughed and the next day, guess who announces their return? Bad, Bad idea. idea comics. With another, what is it, like six number ones they want you yeah. to pre, pre-order before you even know who the writers are, yep. what the stories are. Or... This is the same publishing company that came up with the Invisible comic. Yeah. So, I and mean, it, it yeah. just feels like they're just piling on the fucking stupid shit right now. Well, not even that. They came with the Invisible comic, but then they like went down in a blaze of glory and controversy themselves, I believe. It, for the way they tried to do business because they were their number one scandal and how you know their whole thing with the buttons and all yeah. that and then just coming back like I don't know man it just seems like there's a lot of fuckery going on in the comic book industry right now there's a lot of people who are like sign me up I'm going to stand yeah. in line and give you my money for this fuckery because I mm-hmm. think this fuckery is something worth investing in Yep. I mean, it's kind of bonkers. It's just people trying to make a quick buck, man. That's all it have is. you ever seen that idea comic out there? Yeah, I have. Um, I have not. So it's not considered a first printing because I didn't buy the... I didn't pre-order it, but was it Igmatic or whatever the first one? ENIAC. ENIAC. I have the first issue okay. of that. That seems like the the probably the one that was kind of worth collecting was that first mm-hmm. print ENIAC number one. And I did see when Anthony Snyder's Comic Con across America rolled through, he had like a nine point eight slabbed. It was like some stupid price too. Yeah, 
and I was I saw it and I was like, okay, here it is. It actually these books actually exist because up until then I'd never even seen one. But yeah, it's just like the way they did it, and it, the whole thing was marred and fuckery, and it still feels like it that way. Like I don't know. I've heard Dinesh be interviewed multiple times. Well, he was uh, on. Uh, was it on? He was on Flipside. Yeah, yeah, they talked to him on Flipside about the shit that was going on with it when when Black Idea or when Bad Idea crumbled, and I don't understand why they're trying to come back. It. I, it almost feels like this is going to be a thing where they make six books and then they're going to crumble before they're finished and then go back and try again. And it's just like, I don't understand their whole business model of I'm not going to tell you anything about the book. I'm not going to tell you who's writing it. I'm not going to tell you the premise that you just have to pre-order the first six issues. If you want to get, yeah, yeah. you know, and if you, that's, if you want a first printing, if you, if you just want to pick the book up the shelf, that's fine. But we're going to put not a first printing all over the back of it. Like they did with a lot of their books. So I don't know. I, don't know. I think the next gimmick is just printing books that have errors in them. And then you recall them. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like the EFT market is starting to take off in comic books too. Where like Chris Jericho is doing a graphic novel with, with NFTs and, and stuff and where you own a piece of the the comic and the character but like even then i i feel like there's going to be fuckery abound in that and people are going to get screwed out of owning these nfts that are they're going to be whole, basically left with their cock in their hand when it's not worth jack shit you know it's like people who buy like pieces of land on the moon right and think yes. they actually own and you actually think you own a piece of, of the book. right you don't own shit <laughs> you just gave some dude money for a laugh yeah you just hawked over ten dollars for the government to fund whatever crazy ass project they're doing next to think you own a piece of the moon but yeah i don't know man there's a lot of sketchiness going on comic books and like this ascertain thing and and even marvel's reply to it was like all right it was like a slap on the hand because it just came back and said we just want to reiterate to all of our retailers that you know we hold our characters and our ip in the highest regards and do not you know as cool as store variants are they have to be approved by marvel everything has to be approved by marvel don't go stapling your own shit over our books and they certainly can't be printed on better paper that marvel uses yeah it was kind of like a slap (laughs) on the wrist like you know black flood they don't give a shit about the secondary market though they're all focused on direct to you know store market the the primary market they don't give a shit Well, the real customers who are the stores right so they're just like don't screw with our ip and whatever but like I said, it's all it's all tomfoolery. But all right. But yeah, anything else you want to talk about this week? I think I think we're good. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank everyone for hanging out this tonight. Um, Zaggy said it'd be cool if they blacklisted them, right? But they probably won't. Um, but I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat this week. Zaggy, your mom, uh, Eric, Max, thanks for stopping in from your um, bald and bearded convention. Um, 
Jedi Dick, <laughs> Stick Boy, Hartman, uh, Aaron. Hartman was on a roll tonight. Yeah, Hartman was. He's a good dude. Um, am I forgetting? Joe's dueling. Uh, everyone, just everyone who hanging out in the chat. Thanks for stopping by. It was good to see your mom talking a little bit of pro wrestling. Uh, you gonna be on uh, Saturday night special? I guess? That would be tomorrow. Yeah, I guess so. If they send me a link, <laughs> I think you're gonna get a link. So <laughs> be prepared, sir. But yeah, um, if you haven't already done so, make sure to head over to Runavision and subscribe to them and subscribe to our new Saturday show, Saturday Night Special, that is being uh, multicast between this channel and Runavision. Um, if you like the old school Absolute Geek Crew with me and Kyle, uh, you can find it. We've got the night. Ish and Sam rounding out the crew. Uh, you never knew who's going to stop over there and make surprise appearances. Um, but yeah, so if you got nothing better to do tomorrow night, come check Spoiler out Saturday alert, night Marco. Yeah, Marco. Well, we'll see how, how much Marco's there, but he but yeah. can't stay away from us. <laughs> if you miss old old school episode geek and MCM, come watch us on Saturday night special. It's a good time. Um, good information. Good talk about comics, man, and just. Having a good time, but uh, for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, it's in the books. So for Lance and Matt and Ish, Ish, (laughs) Ish is everyone, and we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks, let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek! We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time. Ooh.